Hello and welcome to Hold My Remote. This is a podcast where we talk about everything on the TV or screen. Maybe sure or screen. Yeah, or, yeah, or screen. Okay, I'm uh, one of your co-hosts, Andrew. Uh, some may refer me to Holland, and sitting next to me digitally, I have Joel. Hey. And uh, next to and him, the third person. <laughs> <laughs> and the third person is uh, well, what's your name? You can just call me Sandal. Yeah, or TLV. TLV. Whichever one comes more naturally to you. Yeah. TLV or Sandal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to call you Sandal. Yeah, I think only like people that play with me mostly online would call me TLV. TLV. So on yeah. my way uh, back from the movie, we, we saw uh, Ready Player One. By the way, very good movie. Um, Fan-fucking-tastic. We, uh, <laughs> coming back from Trader Joe's, there was a little sign that says, Experience New Traditions. And then underneath it was... Cremations and beer, uh, funeral. I'm like, no. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like really bad advertising. I'm like, what is going on? Cre- Wait, I, you may have cut out cremations in beer funeral. No, cremations and beer uh, funeral. Uh, I don't know why I have bureau bureau. Yeah, whatever. Cre- cremations and beer funerals. Funerals. Yes, I was gonna say funerals. I don't know why I had the B in there, but <laughs> funerals. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, are yeah, so they, cre- the advertising get, was really do, weird. So it was like, do you get a discount if you're cremated on beer? Like, what does this mean? No, but it was just the experience. Thanks, new thanks. traditions was just something like, um, this is yeah, not thank, what I want to experience. No, nothing about nothing about space. beer. Yeah, it's it's experienced new traditions. That's what you said, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, yeah, this I, this I, is a great start, that. guys. I, I think we're doing <laughs> we're doing really good. So anyway, this seems like the sort of content that people would subscribe to week by week. <laughs> I agree. Well, so anyway, we're gonna. Uh, I think the first segment here we're gonna talk about um, since we just saw it, Ready Player One. Um, what'd you guys think of All right. it? Yeah, segment we're calling in the red seats. Right, in guys? the red seats. That's right. I like right. it. Yeah, that's a good one. It's catchy. All right. So, what do you thoughts? guys think? What do yeah, you guys think? I, I thought right off the bat, probably the most fun I've had at a movie theater in in quite some time. It was it was a lot of action, a lot of uh, good drama, and it had a good good. I thought it was a good message. You know, you can have fun in the digital realm. But you got to come back into the real world. So I kind of thought I like that. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving the real world to enjoy the digital. <laughs> yeah. Right? Pretty much. I, I would agree. I, I think that was that was like surprisingly the most fun I've had in a movie theater in a while. And we just saw Black Panther not that long ago. Yes. Yeah. Black and, Panther and, was good. And, yeah. and, and that was really good. And that was, was really just good. like... This was just a lot of fun. It was. It, and there were certain, like, I don't know, there was a lot of Easter eggs. Like, it was oh, literally are you Easter kidding? Eggs, it was like, just flooded with so many references yeah, to uh, other... Just pop, just pop culture in your face. And it was, this was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, when I saw the trailer, when I saw the trailers for this, I was like, oh, it'll probably be kind of cool, but in the end, at the end of the day, it won't be that good of a movie. 
right. completely wrong. It was like it was fantastic from start to finish. Yep. It was Avatar for nerds is what it was. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. With a better story. <laughs> Ouch. Well, yeah, this this wasn't Pocahontas in space. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I thought that, I, I thought it was um, the dances with wolves in space. Uh, well, you know, take your pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and because we already we've already forgotten to tell them. Spoiler warning: oh. We were going to get into specifics about this movie. Oh yeah, that it's it's a known. They're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna get into specifics about this. I thought the opening scene with the uh, the car race. Oh gosh. Was um like that blew me away and. I know I told you guys at the movie theater, but I am so glad that you wanted to go to that movie theater to watch that because that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, so we saw. Yeah, it so in, uh, for for Dolby. people listening, we we went and saw a Dolby showing. So Dolby Atmos, uh, their advanced projection system, which uh, is you know, for my viewing dollars, a pretty good experience. <laughs> yeah, the sound yeah, was good what? too. The, yeah, the tickets were what, like eighteen or so. Yeah, it's about that. I mean, you know, we we booked online, so we could get the seats we wanted. But you know, it's still sixteen, eighteen bucks to to go to a specialty movie like this. Mm. It was good. I would say that that's worth it because what's a what's an IMAX? It's around the same price, isn't it? Yeah, IMAX is about about the same. But you know, the the good fortune we have is that that we get to go to a genuine seventy millimeter IMAX at the. Indiana State Museum instead of ah, going yes. to a digital IMAX, which is fine, but it it's not that that true film experience. Or a state museum in some other state. We we may or may not be in Indiana. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. They're gonna find me. Uh, yeah. All right. No. I've been dodging taxes for the last seven years, and you just fucked it. They're they're gonna steal your your massive <laughs> massive Bitcoin wealth, right? <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God, that would be horrible. Yeah, because you need to physically be like in contact with someone to steal that. I actually, uh, if you have you? a paper wallet, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Well, I actually, um, I, I uh, trade them in for uh, old World War II war bonds. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I just kind of convert back and forth whenever <laughs> I need to to actually use the money. So. That's nice. I just got to be a little careful, I guess. Um, yeah. You never yeah. know, though. I mean, we we could always do a, a survey of of uh, restaurants or the the hopping nightlife in in Indianapolis. So we, that's true. We, we have, have some our good pizzerias. Three, three yeah, three three uh, nerds who don't go out that much here to review the the social nightlife of the city. Oh yeah, hey, you know we don't have to go <laughs> any, to any dance clubs, but you know we we could go uncomfortable is how I would describe everything we've done in the last three weeks. <laughs> really? I thought they were really... Me at, me at really, a dance club. It was a blast. Yeah. Well, anyway, so... Um, no, the pizza place we went to, that was really good. That was good. Yep, Napoli's. Napoli's, yeah. Sadly, there was no TV in there, so... Yeah, I couldn't help... And, and they didn't serve mashed potatoes, which I thought was strange. It's a pizzeria. Hey, there there was a potato pizza, but uh, oh, we didn't get to try that. Oh, there, that's right. No, we, we didn't. didn't eat that one. Oh, that's sad. Oh, actually, so one more quick diversion before we actually talk about the movie <laughs> is uh, that that restaurant across the street on 49th and Penn, where we went, is called Crispy Bird. It's an artisanal 
fried chicken restaurant. Oh yeah, I was reading about that, and it it the menu sounded very good. Everything local sounded uh, yeah. The American Freedom Ranger is the type <laughs> of chicken that we would be eating. Yeah, that was a little like man, right in your all right, freedom. It's like the support our troops chicken entree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this? It was. It I was love- all. I mean, it might be some primo chicken, but it was definitely a primo price. It was fourteen dollars a plate or something like that. So Jesus, you know, it's it's no yeah. KFC five dollar yeah. bucket of sludge. Hey. Okay. Now I think we need to address what you just said about KFC. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm dig, there, digging on, no, on KFC. There's no like. KFC has the like my favorite fast food thing, the famous bowl. It's everything I like, <laughs> just exactly how I like to eat it. Like you do have perfect. a point. They their but their I, new slogan I think is we do we make it the hard way by hand. That doesn't really slip off the tongue, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not much of a. That's that's like an it's a segment from an interview. <laughs> Oh man, I did. I did enjoy. I did. I did like that. Like the location of that restaurant was like two very hardcore hipster looking art. Art. art is it artisanal or artisanal? Artisanal. Arti- artisanal. Artisanal. No, artisanal. It, it doesn't really matter. I don't think it was like two extremely hipster artisanal places right beside probably the most broken down jank looking sketchy gas station i've ever seen hey it's it's an okay gas station i get my gas there <laughs> hey you they're good know. people they i s- get my gas i get my gas there and i leave promptly they sell artisanal <laughs> gasoline I, that is possible i i've never sampled their gasoline personally so i i don't know but uh i'm just trying to imagine what an artisanal gasoline place would look like well, one, uh, the, I don't know, maybe the some uh, rec- reclaimed wood. Some <laughs> reclaimed wood. <laughs> we don't actually sell gas per se, but we can put wood chips in your gas tank and light it's, it on fire. It's a bring your own pump establishment. <laughs> we have some uh, kerosene. <laughs> we don't allow cars to pull up. You have to pull up, you have to park three blocks away and then carry the gas in one of our in one of our containers to your car. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. It's open a, container. It's it's a new yeah. <laughs> it's a new take on gasoline delivery. <laughs> open container. Do they have to have uh, handlebar mustaches for the attendants and lumberjack? Oh my god. No, but uh, you do have to have a handlebar mustache to shop there. Ah. Mm. It's a it's a hardline requirement. Man, if you can pull off just a mustache, good for you. Because like, I think a lot, like a lot of people can pull off a beard, but the but mustache, fuck, man, just a mustache on most people looks so bad. Mm. Yeah, it it would look pretty bad on me. That's for sure. It, I I couldn't pull it off. There was no mustache. No, there was. Um, well, Watts's um, uncle had a mustache. Did he not? In the movie, Watts who? In the Ready Player no, One, did, didn't no, he? Have he did a not have. A, he did not have a mustache. <laughs> I thought he did. He had what a. What type of segue is that? I mean, sure. He let's get back on topic. But well, I mean, no, yeah. I was just. Yeah, but, I was thinking of a mustache, but he did have a mullet, though. What? No, 
No, he, he didn't. No. I think he did. Not at all. Hold on. I'm going to hold on. I think just, he did. Just to put this to rest. I'm just going to pull up. A, he had a, he had like the standard every white guy, every no. like white kid <laughs> no. his age haircut. This yeah, and no just mustache. Like normal looking white guy. I, I think, white I think guy. Holland was watching a different movie. No. I, yeah. I'm starting to wonder like what you were doing. <sighs> You're just sitting there the whole time. Like, God damn If he didn't have such a, Sexy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the movie was good, but that sexy mustache but, kept distracting. Yeah. Me. Anyway, that's that's. I. It was just something that I peaked and was like, but didn't he have a mustache? I guess not. I don't know. No. 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 He he definitely did not. No All mustache. Right. No mustache on uh, I, on any characters, unless you <laughs> count the man with the face tattoo who had a goatee, which I guess technically includes a mustache. But there were no mustache solo characters in in this particular film. No. Yeah, we did not see. Um, oh, we didn't even get the name of the bad guy, the pawn of uh, the pawn. Yeah. Oh, something. It was with an S. I don't um. remember. But we never did get to see the the actual person in real life. But I did kind of recognize his voice. Which oh yeah, T- that's T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he played a good role. I liked him. Oh, him. Yes. <laughs> he's oh, I can't wait to I see and that makes me think about Deadpool cuz he's going to be in that. He is. Yes. Oh, man. That's going to be amazing. I was thinking Sorrento. I pulled I pulled up a cast list. No, not uh Ben Mendelsohn. Cuz no. I'm not going to remember. Uh, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, he played good. Um but overall the I'm surprised Overwatch was in there. I mean, I did see them in the trailer. But oh, the Tracer? Yeah, Tracer. And there yeah, was I, a, mean, I think they just had Tracer, right? Yeah, that that's all I saw, personally. Uh, I mean, Tracer's sort of the, the I don't know if you Poster child? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Now, I, I honestly, I this may be contrary to your guys' opinion, but I did not. <gasps> like some of the pop culture references, what? You know, there was there's a lot of cool stuff, sure, but but there's a really elevated sense of the primacy of like 70s, 80s pop culture, and yeah, I, and I totally understand that. Like that's that's uh, Marco Islands' character, so uh, Halliday, that's that's his generation's pop culture, but it's almost like this weird situation where there was. They, they, it's like they're trying to say there was no additional contribution to pop culture in the U.S. in the years since this movie was set, you know, originally. So, in twenty twenty five or whatever, when they released the Oasis, like the earliest version, from from then until you know another twenty years or whatever it is, like that. That's a long time to generate your own pop culture, and still they're sort of fetishizing the 1980s i guess you know i i, I don't really yeah. understand that well you well, know they're pull, think, they're pulling um, it they're pulling the nostalgia come on well i mean i know who they're making the movie for i i understand that i just mean that at, from a world building perspective it, oh. it takes me out of it just a little bit <laughs> because it's not specifically some guy saying this is a world composed of 80s characters. They say this is a world where you can be anything you want to be, and that anything is by nature going to include 
things that are in pop culture oh, now. They had, they had Street and, Fighter uh, and, uh, well, Chun-Li in there. They had Ryu. Yeah, but that's not necessarily... That's, I mean, those are carryovers from, from when they were introduced. I mean, earliest yeah. Street Fighters, like, what, late late 80s or early 90s, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. We're, we're, all, we're all children of, of, of those generations of the 80s, 90s, so, you know, we, we have a certain familiarity with a lot of that content but i i think that there's a lot of content too that would be generated between now for example 2018 well, and 2025 even halo like i mean you know so like or yeah exactly like like why is halo still relevant halo's barely still relevant now like i mean <laughs> microsoft's That's true microsoft's pushed out a couple turds like the the people that that really like Halo are people who played Halo 2 and thought it was the greatest game they've ever played in their lives. But, like, why would there be a group of 14-year-olds in 2050 or whatever running around as Master Chief? Like, it, you know, it just doesn't seem that likely to me. Now, see, I, if I were in that kind of game and I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing shooters and stuff, I would potentially pick uh, a Spartan like yeah. a Master Chief. Sure, Master but, Chief. But, but, but we're not but future why people. Would, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking up, trying to look up some of the Easter oh, One of the man. ones I did notice was their, uh, their Harley Quinn. Oh, that yeah. That was like the, that was like the Harley Quinn um, from the Batman games. It is, yeah, the Rocksteady games, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the Arkham Knight as well from yes. the third one. And Batgirl saw, was in there. I saw, yeah, Batgirl. I saw uh, Spawn. Yeah, Spawn yeah, was in Spawn there. Spawn was yeah. there. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I saw Battletoads. There was, you know, like basically every 80s video game character you could think of. Well, that's. See, like, I don't know all the. Uh, it's ruined like, now. Look what Easter you've done. <laughs> what? It's ruined. No, I mean, but there's, I do, there's like I do. Freddy Krueger. There was the Hello Kitty stuff. I mean,. Uh, I mean, what, what the hell? Oh yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, uh, Jason was uh, in there. You know, kind of does my uh, motorcycle. That was that was like obviously a big thing. Yeah. Well, I loved the Iron Giant. That was a good. That was that, great. That was that was great. That that was like one of my favorite uh, cartoons, like cartoon movies. Yeah, it's Iron Giant's a, a great movie. Oh, Brad you know Bird. what? Uh, when she's looking for weapons near the end, she pulls out the uh, gears of gears of war yeah, chainsaw. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too. Yep. That was good. No, I think the the movie as a whole was was a great great ride. It had good drama. I think at the end they really pushed the the pathos for the emotional appeal. It really really drove hard. I mean, I I tried to hold it in a little bit. I kind of teared up because I mean, yeah, it was really good at the end. It was like, man, he like James. Well, Holiday, what part are you thinking exactly? Well, James, you know, James Holiday and. Um, what was his name? Og? Ogre? Melog? Oh, Og. 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 Ogden Bowen. Yeah. Ogden Mello. Like yeah. It's like. Ogden, Ogden Mello, yeah. Oh, he, oh, uh, so Simon Pegg's character, you mean? Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg's character. He was like, sure. he just wanted to be a friend. I'm like, man, that that hits close to home. That's good. Yeah, that was good. That was really yeah, good. I mean, well I, done. I, I actually, you know, it's funny in talking about this, I think I have a slightly more sour opinion of the film than either of you do, too. Or either of. <laughs> The two of you do rather. Yeah, it's, I didn't think it was a bad film at all. I enjoyed it a lot. I just think that that the the world building 
was like, Hey, look at that thing. I remember. And, and, uh, and not enough of, of more of an organic sense for what some future idea of pop culture might be, you know, cause again, it's, it's, it's setting some like fictionalized world up where there is no pop culture outside of the pop culture of like the eighties through like the yeah, mid 2000s. You know? We're supposed to imagine it ourselves and create something new. Yeah. But you got to also kind of think that like, um, it, it seems like in their society, culture maybe, in a sense, kind of took a standstill after what was going on in the world, and everybody retreats into this, into this world, and then it just gets flooded with what's you know yeah. what had already been part of popular culture up until twenty or some years ago since well, this thing's been out. So I mean, how much? Are they producing new TV shows? And you know, well, I mean, I don't know. In you this know, world, like one thing is like like H was like you remember how how uh, uh, Wade's first one of the first things he talks about when he's talking about how H is his best friend is you know H is like really really popular in the modding community. Like what I'm saying is that that I just can't imagine a world where there aren't creative people doing creative things with the new tools that they have open to them. So. You know, I but that that's for me one thing. I mean, it's not it's not something that takes away from my suspension of disbelief. But I tend to be a sort of person who thinks a lot about world building, and yeah. and that I think is something that that actually detracts from that world because it's it's sort of you know just a it, it, it's it's all this uh, you know again I said fetishizing earlier it's it's fetishizing this nostalgia. set period of time and the yeah. art that was produced in that time period. Well, I mean, look at uh, Stranger Things. That is a, a new IP, sort of. I mean, it's it is kind of playing off. Yeah, of no, Dungeons I'm sure it's Dragons. a new IP. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's sure. It's, well, that, that's that's meant to evoke the nostalgia or oh, yeah. the the feeling of of a particular era, and a lot of people like it. You know, I yeah. like it, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But but I, I guess what I'm saying is that that uh, if Ready Player One is going to tell us that this is the world that they live in, then they should probably... I, I almost feel like they should should preface it in that way, saying this is a world where your 80s dreams come true, not this is a world <laughs> where anything is possible. Uh, no, I, I saw it as both. I saw it that you can have... You can, you can feed off of your own nostalgia, and you can create something new. Because at the end, he's like, you know, I created this. Well... Well, do you think that part of it's maybe due to the fact that uh, the holidays, like, like all this '80s stuff, was so massively important to Holiday? And like he said in the beginning, he was like, "This guy became a hero to millions of people." So what he liked, the way I kind of took it, was like the things that influenced him indirectly, like it led to those same things influencing all these other people because he is like a, uh, you know. I mean, like he said, he's their hero. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then, the, and yeah. you've got entire sections of like you have an actual job title for people researching things that influence this guy. So I, I don't know. I can see them like people, people that would be well, I guess not not our age, but like a little bit younger than us in this future time period, still directly influenced by things that were made in like the eighties and 
early '90s, maybe. Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. a lot of those franchises are going to have longevity for sure. I mean, yeah. ma- maybe I'm being more critical because I'm imagining like, is this a future ver- version of our world? But I mean, really, it's not. You know, it's it's a no. future it's uh-uh. a first future version of Halliday's world. Whatever. Wait, you know that. that it be. is though. <laughs> Sorry, that's I mean, not funny. I, There's I, no Columbus, Ohio in this world. <laughs> that doesn't. What's Ohio? <laughs> so I'm. Uh, Sorry, Ohio. We we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm well, looking up. Sandal uh, does. I'm just trying to find uh, a good. I've never heard of it. Oh, so here's a one question I do have. So at the very end, it was I took it as open ended, sort of, but I think there was kind of a definitive answer. Was he? He he. He's dead in the real life, but oh, he for sure. converted himself yeah. into AI in, in the digital space, didn't he? Yes, it like, like, that's, like it, that yeah. I think is, is pretty clearly what he is. He's, he's yeah. more than just a recording. Yeah. He's yeah. some it's, essence it's actually of himself him. converted into AI. I was actually very happy that they addressed that because some of the, like, even when they get the keys and some of them, some of the things he was doing, I was like, that's, I, I could completely be on board with it just being a very good you know, AI kind of thing and, and somewhat being automated, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, but what I'm glad is, that yeah. they fully address like this. I, he's my physical body is dead, but I have sort of, you get the feeling like I've uploaded my consciousness into this wor- reality, which again, I could also a hundred percent see what ticked me off was, uh, at, when he finally got the third key, he's like, do you want this? And then right there. And then I was like, oh man, this guy, he, so he is dead in the real world, but he's still alive. He's still got his conscience. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I do actually recall thinking about something in the, the first key sequence where it felt a little bit more organic than just like, thank you player for interacting with the holiday virtual experience, you know, it was, it was the mage character that he had created. Yeah. Yeah. It almost like, like, that was a really like good gray beards from uh, Skyrim. <laughs> That's kind of, it looked like, yeah, he looked like a space gray beard. It was like, uh, does this Skyrim guy? No, I won't, I won't say. Okay. So guys, uh, TJ Miller's character was named I rock. I dash R zero K. <laughs> That's perfect. I rock. Honestly. You know, so what was he supposed to be like an assassin? Yeah. He was, the, I, right? he's, he's just like, a, he's like an experienced player, you know, yeah. like a, he's just like a long time player. He's like, you know, th- there's in that one goofy episode of South park where they, they parody. Wow. You know, like TJ oh, Miller's yeah. character is like, you know, the enormous fat guy behind the keyboard <laughs> with like, the wrist brace and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like he's like the guy who has no life except for the contents of the game. Right. Oh, OK, man. that that makes more sense. See, I was thinking he was like some sort of hitman person in this game. But because I mean, uh, and, and this isn't like. This is kind of like uh, like Summer Wars it, to the scale that their virtual world has gone to, where like this this game has become like the center of like commerce and everything yeah. for the world. Yeah. So I was like, I could totally see there being a hitman, air quote style character, you know. And I thought that's what he was supposed to be, but I could also see that he's just has nothing else to do but play this game. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's just been playing it straight for like ten or more years or whatever he said. Yeah, and it, it's not even just like it's not. I don't think it has to be one or the other. He's like somewhere in between. You know, he's just like an yeah. ex- extremely 
uh, dedicated player with a lot of experience. But because of that, he becomes a valuable asset to, you know, in this case, um, the the villain character. What was yeah. his name? Sorrento. Is that right? Sorrento, yeah. Sorrento. So this is also interesting because I was always like the whole movie I was looking for like specific anime references. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bike that she was driving was one. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's okay, right. That's yeah, from, that's that's, that's Akira. from one I haven't seen. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah, that's great. Seen we that? should actually we should uh, watch Akira and then we can talk about Akira on the podcast. Okay. It it's probably would be. Well, I was to looking watch. at a list online. Uh, they had Cowboy Bebop's uh ship. Yes, in, oh, that I, in the hangar. hangar. Yes, I did yeah, see yeah. that. Cowboy Bebop's ship. Yes, that's really cool. I missed Spikes. it. Speaking of which, Spike this, like I'm looking at a picture of it right now. This movie gave me so much hope for for live action anime again. Did did you like it completely? The the Firefly uh, ship was there too. Um, the what? Firefly. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was uh, on the sh- w- at the very end uh, where um, where he transformed in the, the Gundam. That was the ship that he f- jumped off of. Dude, that was like you said. That was really good. Yeah, that for for me that was probably well worth the admission of the ticket. All. That yes. that whole thirty seconds or so scene, it just, yeah, right there. It 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 everything about it um, was just well done. Just yeah, I mean it's cool. You know, you, you can you can put some neat choreography in with a with an iconic character and and yield some pretty good results. It just seems so weird that that you're not able to like nobody's managed to do that. You know, Pacific Rim is. Uh, probably the best robots fighting monsters. You know, it's a kaiju yeah. movie. Yep. Yeah. That, mechs, that I've I've personally seen. You know, at least in communicating the the weight of of those types of robots. You know, I think that it was interesting. The choreography in the Gundam fight was more like what I think of when I think of the Gundam anime, where oh yeah, the the machines feel light. They feel mobile. They feel yeah. like mobile suits. It was like mobile suit Gundams. Yeah, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Honestly, when they were doing that fight, I was sitting there. I was like, they could do a mobile suit Gundam live action movie. Yes, and it would be fantastic and if it looked like that. It, it paid homage to it so much, and it, it just—I literally exploded inside because it. <laughs> it <laughs> okay. We had to. We had to wait about fifteen minutes after the movie ended for before Holland was comfortable. Yeah, we we, we had to scoop the pieces back up and then. <laughs> We do a, yeah. You know, like the the people come in after the movie and they have like the brooms and stuff. We had to all apologize. We had we couldn't look her in the eye as we walked out of there. <laughs> like, oh god, I'm so sorry. No, it was it was really well done. It, it paid good. It was in and it was just well well done, Cora, and respected. Um, it he didn't it over just, he didn't flauntly do it. Uh, he no, didn't do it, it over the real. top. Yeah. It looked as real as it possibly could. Yeah. And it, yeah. I I would say for, like, visual effects, where I don't know, where would you guys put this on visual effects uh, as opposed to, like, I don't know, maybe some other movies like uh, Pacific Rim or... Well, so I think there, in this case, there's a strong ability to suspend disbelief, you know, in maybe, yeah. like, the way that things look because you're experiencing a world that is said to be digital, so it would right. be it would be one thing if the characters looked the way they did and they were telling us that this is real New York. 
Like, you know, the goofy Rampage trailer that we watched before the movie, right? Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's Dave. Yeah. Uh, Dave. <laughs> it's Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, and a hey, giant Dave. CGI gorilla, you know, fighting other giant CGI creatures in a CGI town. And it, it doesn't, you know, you, you can maybe go and enjoy it, sure. You know, yeah. I personally won't, but, you know, somebody could. And uh, didn't you say you would rather play uh, Rampage for two hours than yeah, watch the movie? I would, I would rather play <laughs> Rampage for two hours than they go to see that film. But the, the the shot that gets me the most is in the trailer, at least, is the one where uh, where it's like the rock. He's like, "Are you ready?" What's the girl's name? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Are you ready, gorilla? And it's just hit or George? No, oh, it's not George. George. No, it is George. No, it is George. Is it, oh yeah. god, damn it! You know, like uh, like man uh, in the yellow hat. It, this this is just like uh, like somebody took Curious George. <laughs> and they put it in a blender with Rambo, and this is what we got. That's actually very accurate. George is going to murder you, and he's curious. They're like, about how, it. how? They're like, how could we make people want to go see this movie? We'll throw the rock into it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he's really charismatic. I think he's a good guy. But I'm tired of his movies. He needs to <laughs> yes. take a little bit of a break. Hey, yes. you know, hey, what about Jumanji? Has, have you guys seen that? I hear it's really I did good. Not. No, no, I, I actually haven't seen the the new Jumaji film, but you know, and I'm not knocking on his any of his particular films. I'm just saying we we've hit our our peak saturation of Dwayne Johnson. I think we <laughs> you could maybe let it on the down back, it, back off the, the throttle a little bit, and yeah. then yeah, but like if you're him, can you blame him? I heard I I saw somewhere he's like the highest paid actor right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. No, I I'm not saying that he should like quit making movies. I think to yeah, uh, it's again. It's just well. Do you think too that if he took Johnson a break, right he would like make more? He could charge more. That's or? a great idea, Joel. Instead of making, uh, instead of being in movies, he will make movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that would okay, be worse. Yeah. I, I mean, think that would be <laughs> that would be like the end of the <laughs> end of his career. He hit the plateau of his saturation. Now it, he's gonna rise it. He will rise to the occasion to make his own movies. Now that's I, right. I don't know. I just I don't know. <laughs> oh man. I, I I don't know what he would make, honestly. I, 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 could I mean, see it. like I said, I I think Dwayne Johnson. He's, he's charismatic. He's a great guy. I enjoy him yeah. in films. One of the things is though is that that uh, when you watch Dwayne Johnson in a film, when you watch The Rock, you are watching Dwayne Johnson slash The Rock as character such and such. You know, it's it's never him slipping into a role and you're like, you know, finish the film. You're like, Oh my God, that, that was Dwayne Johnson. I, I didn't even recognize him. You know, it's, it's always very clearly well, Dwayne Johnson see. in movie X. Even in Moana, he was still Dwayne Johnson, the rock. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I think, believe it or not, you, you may disagree with me, but I actually think that his role as Maui is probably one of his, his more subtle roles than, some of his other live action performances. So, uh, yeah, Harris, yeah. Harrison Ford plays himself in all of his movies. Yeah, yeah, sort of like that. I and and I don't mean maybe subtle is not the right word, but like like I think that that uh, he's maybe a, just a little bit more subdued. Or yeah, Maui he, he, as a he, character, he just, diverged off of into something new territory. 
for his like maybe maybe Maui just is a really good fit for him and so it doesn't feel like I because I can picture Maui as a character maybe it's because it's animated maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm just wrong and and he he is still functionally playing the same character if we if we put a face of uh the rock over it the live action on the on the cartoon would you see it then what do you mean just put instead of the character cartoon just put a live action figurine in front of him mm. acting it out okay would you see it then mm, i don't know <laughs> it's, it's a weird game of theoreticals i i don't know <laughs> be like that's it i can't believe that's, it it's the it's the perfect mix yeah could be but anyway, I give it a thumbs. I don't know. I, I, I would I, Joel though. I, I would I would appreciate him to just kind of take a break and to not constantly be seeing the next uh, rock movie. No, it's, it's out. probably how people felt about Arnold Schwarzenegger in the nineteen eighties and in the early nineties, you know. Yeah, but would you say that Schwarzenegger's career is at like was ever at the same level that the Rocks is? Oh yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he made the, the movies jingle that he, all the he way. In the 1990s, were huge. You know, he he went from being bodybuilder Arnold and known in those circles to being extremely famous. I mean, you know, maybe people don't watch the early stuff like Conan the Barbarian, but but definitely, like he's he is a massive part of pop culture. I bet, I bet, true. I bet the Terminator was in Ready Player One somewhere. Oh, if it was it, what, yeah, it wait, had to have been. it I'm was still though. Through, what are you talking about? I'm still looking through this the, list the, of of a cameo. When things. Iron Giant fell into the lava and he gave a thumbs up. That was, oh yeah, no, that was definitely that was definitely a Terminator reference. Yeah, that yeah, was oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. but you're thinking of like an actual an actual Terminator being yeah. in there. Oh yeah, true. Well, I, like you said though, they have to actually get the rights to yeah. all of these characters. Yeah, they have to get his license, license to his image. They might not have been able to, because that's. Well, yeah. I I read that uh, you know so and if you if you look at the Wikipedia article for it as well, it says Spielberg and producer Christy McCosco Krieger spent several years securing the rights for all the copyright elements used in the film. Spielberg said that they also attempted to include Star Wars references, but the Walt Disney Company, which owned the rights, would not allow their use. Spielberg later clarified that while Disney allowed Star Wars elements to appear in the film, he chose to downplay the connection because the franchise was in the midst of its sequel and spin-off series. So, you never know. I wonder the shit that he threw in their face and they're like, yeah, I don't know if we want to let you use Star Wars characters. I'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you know, so like he actually... Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is really interesting. So it says... Uh, it says, furthermore, while Klein's original work, so Klein is the, the author of the book, the author of the book space, yep. heavily used mm-hmm. the character Ultraman, the rights over the character were still under the legal Wait, dispute. Wait, like from the DC universe? I think so, yeah. I'll look it up really? real quick. Really? Oh, no, Actually, no, no. Actually, that's it. No, 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 not DC. Ultraman, like, uh, have you seen, it's it's a superhero, uh, yeah, Japanese. Uh, it's like, Japanese. If, you look up, if you look up Ultraman, you'll see what I mean. That's, um, that's, oh, see, I'm thinking of... Um, he does oh, that, like, God. really crime, iconic crime crossed syndicate. arms thing. You know, like uh, like the T-shaped crossed arms. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he's pretty famous. He's, he's actually quite famous over there, I believe. Yeah, so it says the, the rights of the character were still in their legal dispute, so they used the Iron Giant instead of Ultraman. And, oh, okay. And that's fine for me, even. Like, I actually, yeah, you know, I like... Yeah, I like the Iron Giant more, because... 
I, like Iron Giant was kind of one of those movies as a kid where I you, you it's like it's fun and then you you get the feels during it you know oh yeah like when and he this says was kind of the same it was this movie was kind of the same for me I I, I actually. Oh. I thought it cheapened the Iron Giant just a little bit, being in that film. I mean, it's nice to see him, sure. But, like, like uh, I think a good tran- contrast is, like, it's cool to see a Gundam. It's cool to see that done in live action and done well. Oh, yeah. And, and that was, well, yeah. Well, part of you definitely says, oh, man, that's really cool to see the Iron Giant again. I think some part of you also has to kind of think that, that that's, you know, the Iron Giant as a battle robot is not the Iron Giant. No, you know the the whole focus True. of that film yeah. is about him coming to uh, perceive his identity as being something other, you know, more gentle than a war robot, and yeah. and I think that that kind of detracts from the Iron Giant as a character, even though it's you know it's still fun to see him, but you don't get to have that that uh, Superman moment where where he he realizes that self sacrifice is the the like the core of his being like that's who he wants to be did they ever have uh did he ever talk i don't think they had bring back a vin diesel the voice no no they they never they never did any of that in ready player one i i think that would have been fun i feel like vin diesel would have totally been down oh he yeah i I think he would have yeah he would yeah been like yeah um, i love their uh their pick of gundam too they went with like the old school classic man that's that's the, how you do the, it like iconic old school gundam they could have gone blue. with that same model but one of the slightly newer versions no but no i i liked this choice it was it was good i mm. i also i kind of like that they didn't have too many they didn't have too many like cringy comedic moments like i i can't really think of any cringy comedic moments the one the one that i actually thought was funny that was like a forced comedic moment was when he throws chucky at the dude yeah i just I was <laughs> that right. was i thought that was oh, i forgot really about funny. that it was pretty good guys like it's fucking chucky it's coming at him oh yeah and then you just see like four people get wiped out instantly like that was great yeah they, they use that's what they use their one effort on <laughs> Yeah, like 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 uh, the Chucky sequence. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, I've used all of ours. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, you've you've exceeded our lot, Mid Sandal. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll yeah. Well, the FCC is going to find us if this ever ends up on the radio. Which you know, I'm not that optimistic for. To be totally honest with you, I, I don't know that we'll ever be. (laughs) <laughs> that will be a legitimate radio show. Is that really the goal, though, of a podcast no, to become legit radio? I, like I don't anymore? Think so. No, I, I don't think we're going to be WQAB. Welcome to Hold My Remote. Welcome. Um, I liked it. You you want to do a uh, you want to be an actual? Oh radio no show? no! I mean, I just like the movie. I think that will go in <laughs> oh. my collection. <laughs> That will be, yeah, this I would be. Know. I would. I. I'm honestly. I'm kind of curious to see what the experience would be in just like a regular movie theater too. Because like the like you guys said, like the one we went to had like the 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 rumble, amazing sound, and like the the seats that that shook and everything like that. And that was like that was a lot. <laughs> the movie experience. Although we did not have popcorn, so. 
I guess that's true. I don't like, yeah, I don't like pop. Well, you know, given given all the vibration, Whoa. we would be like the the guy in the AMC promo that like throws his entire bag of popcorn <laughs> across himself Whoa. when he sees something in the film. This is totally amazing. Oh! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, where where would you guys say like what's what's your final rating? Um, fresh out of 10? Sure, yeah. Out of 10? I would get Oh gosh. Yeah, no, I said out or, of 10. Or like percentage. I'm just you know, I'm like, setting the actual scale first, Holland. I'm not giving it a number. <laughs> that being said, I'd say it's a 20 out of 10. Whoa. <laughs> no. Um, it's a 5 out of 7. Perfect we got score. A, we got a fanboy right <laughs> perfect here. Perfect score. Could not get any better than a 5 out of we 7. We got a fanboy. The highest score this obtainable. I don't uh, know. Steven Spielberg. I'd give that like an... I, I would I would give it an 8.5 or a 9. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. That's, that's... I, I, I had a lot of fun. Like, I don't need... I don't know. I don't need a lot from the movie. Like... I sat down from start to finish. I was having fun there. I was the story. I was, you know, drawn into the story enough. There wasn't, there were parts of the movie where like, uh, the stuff with holiday and, and going through like his regrets in life. And then like seeing his life played out in this immense library of just everything, Mm -hmm. like all, every moment of his life, pretty much, which by the way, he created since he already, yeah, which he made yeah, himself and digital. Like, like that gave me like an emotional tie to it, you know? And like I think I think the way that they made Halliday, like his personality, that sort of quirkiness and, and like reserve. He, he seemed nature. almost autistic to me. Yeah. You no, know? you probably yeah. Because I, I don't know if you, you guys have ever uh, you know spent spent a lot of time with uh, kids who are autistic. I know that when I was in high school and, and worked in special education, one of our, our uh, students was was uh, he was more severely autistic. And uh, when I was even younger, I actually babysat for a uh, a little a little kid named Matt who was a little bit. He was definitely on the spectrum. He was not you know severely severely autistic, but. But uh, that that's sort of like he you know he wasn't looking people in the eye, and yeah, uh, is you know, maybe yeah. a little even, bit socially awkward. Even, even though this guy has invented essentially like the greatest thing <laughs> the world has, yeah. and he's a literal trillionaire, <laughs> like he's still that down to earth. Yeah, hey, you know, I I, of, I want to lodge a major complaint here. Uh, he said that his assets were valued at half a trillion at half dollars, a trillion, and, and then, then the, there was a mo- there was a magazine article that said he was a trillionaire. I I strongly true. object to this lack of of attention to world building. Okay. <laughs> yes. It uh, the movie. I did also notice that. the movie as a result gets a five point five in my book. <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very on point with the price points of things in movies, and I don't like when they mess it up. <laughs> no, I mean, I think to be more serious about it, I actually, I would, I would probably give this a seven. I was done. I, I think that's that's where I'm at because, you know, it, it definitely, you know, I, I joked in our our group message when we were preparing that if it was like above a what seventy five percent or something. You know, uh, yeah, I think so. It. And, and you know, it did. Look, it did make it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it it definitely did. You know, I I I think it's you know it's it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at like seventy eight percent or something like that. I'll I'll double check it real quick, but you know, I I think that's probably about right for it. You know, seventy six, yeah, seventy six. So, you know, for me, it's it's still I'm going to say a seven out of ten. You know, so it's maybe just a little bit uh, a little bit more rotten than the consensus, but 
I still think it's a pretty good, pretty good movie. Okay. You know, mine I will, are always going to be higher. Like, it, <laughs> it does not take that much. Like, I just, I enjoy things. I just really get into it. You know, actually, I, I will say, I think the Shining sequence was, was maybe the best part of the film. Um, really? Maybe not the best, but, but one of the most interesting. You know, it I, was. I, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, you know, the sequence where they were racing. I thought that was fun and exciting. And, and actually, like, it was so in your face and so mm-hmm. loud. Like, I, I was actually, like, ju- kind of jumpy. Like, the feeling that I get when I play a video game, while also kind of imagining, like, if I were in that r- almost physically real-world situation, you know, how stressful that would be. I, I had some of that, like, carryover stress from from the way that I feel in playing video games or, you know, like, if I were driving in a high high-stakes environment. But... You know that was cool, but but like I thought that the the Shining was really good because they they uh they recreated the Overlook Hotel or they did some really really impressive digital compositing, like yeah, like they 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 I I suspect that they actually did take some sequences from the film and then overlay the characters into the the actual original. Oh, for sure, yeah. The yeah. you know the Kubrick shot uh, part of the the film because it, it was like like really stunning. Like I knew the blood elevator was coming, you know, and I thought that was, the, I was, was just funny. thinking of that scene that looked great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like, like they, they did take the original elements and then expanded upon them. I mean, literally some of it was, was on hundred percent the movie. Like, so when H is in and the, the woman is coming out of the tub that, you know, that is definitely, Oh yeah. 100% the actual film. Yeah, um, you know, scenes like beyond that where she's transformed and she becomes more of the CGI monster on top of him, you know, that's that's a different sort of story. But still, I thought that was great. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, I I think um, well, I wasn't it uh, Mr. Spielberg the one that actually started all the summer blockbuster? I mean, this wasn't it Jaws that kind of kicked it off, and that was a pretty fun movie. So yeah. I think Jaws is probably a good, good like summer blockbuster yeah. style and, starter. And this, this was something similar. I mean, it was just it, minus all. I, I I value the critique. I value the the flaws in it. But at the same time, that's that's exactly what we go to the movies to escape. And I yeah. just I thought it was just the most fun I had in a movie in a long time. It was from from start to finish. It it made me smile. It made me. Uh, Maybe really happy to see you know just just not think about everything, just enjoying uh, what they've had to offer, and and it got a little sure. heart at the end. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. I liked I liked a lot of it. That's that's true. I liked a lot of the elements. You know, I just I think I think again though, you just have to. I don't know. I think you have to separate your own feelings of nostalgia for the franchises, for the properties that exist in that the context of that yeah. world. Yep. You know, because because you're 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 extending yourself, not extending but um, projecting. Projecting is the word I'm looking for. So you're projecting yourself into this world. You think, well, who would I be? What would I do? What are the amazing things that I could see or do or experience? But you know, if you look at the film as a as a film with a story to tell, I think the story that it was telling was okay, and I think that the plot progression was okay. I don't think that anything about it really really blew me away you know oh, i think no. that, that there's there's a there's a definite lack of of that character building experience in the real world you know and even some things like like uh, artemis 
in real life. So what was her name? Uh, Samantha, right? Samantha, yeah. yeah. So Samantha's, yeah, Samantha. her, her port wine stain was like just the, the mildest port wine stain. I mean, it's like, she's like, oh, my life, people have made fun of me for, for this birthmark. And, and in real really? life, yeah, you know, real life, I've weak. seen people with port, like huge port wine stains, like, like noticeable, like, you know, I, I'm having a hard time not staring at it sort of thing, you know, like, like for her, maybe sure. But, but, you know, I, my, my perception is like, oh, okay, well, she's, uh, you know, she's a, a pretty woman with a minor facial, you know, like not even, a, it's not even a defect, you know, it's just like, no. Yeah, even you like know, the, the coloring birthmark. of it wasn't that far off of her skin color either. Yeah, so I mean, again, yeah. no, nothing, nothing really Man. wrong with that. I just, you know, like I, I think that this is this is a film that is less than the sum of its parts. I think that's probably the 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 way that I would describe it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. What's your what's your actual number on it, Holland? Um, probably I'd say like a eight. Eight and a half, maybe. Okay. Maybe. maybe I'm with uh, eight yeah. seven eight point seven five. <laughs> <laughs> eight, I would say like an eight point seven five three, maybe. Okay. Uh, guys. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> let me get the. Let me get. I have a. Let I me get my uh, calculator ready. here and yeah, uh, I got a spreadsheet n- and some Excel formulas to write sure out. I'll give you guys an actual number here. here. Yeah, I, it factors in my uh, my tracked heart rate throughout the film, thanks to my Fitbit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Oh no, please don't. Yeah, that that would be actually kind of interesting. This like, scene yeah. like elevated me twenty percent yeah, higher than that. Would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, they actually uh, had the the heart rate bit in the the first scene. They did, with, yeah, uh, they did, yeah. With, when uh, they were Artemis and, and Parzival. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. I actually have you guys seen? Uh, so Ty Sheridan, who is the actor who plays Parzival, he's he's in a really really good film called uh, Mud. Um, have, have mud? you seen mud? Yeah, it's 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 him and it's um, no, I haven't. Oh, uh, oh crap! I, I I'm forgetting. Main Wait, so name. he's in X Men of? Oh yeah, he's Scott Summers in X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah he it's is. Matthew McConaughey. I don't know why I was spacing. Yeah, out I'm just I, I'm just looking at his IMDb. I had oh yeah, I had uh, the girl who played Artemis, Olivia Cook. Oh yeah, I had her pulled up because we both were sitting there. We were like, I know that girl's face and voice. Yeah, I don't. What know is her. it from? I can't tell you what it's from. No, like yeah, Sandal. That's what I'm her, saying. I her, I don't I don't think that, movies. Yeah, I don't I don't think you have actually ever seen. seen her in anything. <laughs> she has to do. She has to be the voice of something. No, I I looked at it. I, I just I, I really think you're mistaking it for somebody else. I mean, I I actually did watch probably two or three episodes of the Bates Motel. So, I mean, maybe that's where I recognized her from. Or it could just be that that she has kind of like a a slightly lower. You know, or not maybe lower, but husky maybe is what I'm for. Like her voice. Uh, you oh, you know, voice. so maybe she just sounds like like a, another another woman that that we recognize, another voice actress. I, I kind of I know what you're getting at with like the husky huskier voice. I was, <laughs> which let me take an aside and say I am into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all you single husky voiced ladies out there. <laughs> um. <laughs> We have an email like address. A, uh, you can like email good... us directly at. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, it, hot for, well, hot, so, so when, email us at hotforhusky at hotmail.com. Oh my god. 
No, that, that's a bad idea, Sandal, because we might accidentally attract furries. So let's let's stick away from that one. Oh no! Don't please. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you email it. It's not. I'm not going to get the emails. So go for it. And, you know, when, when we get the the website for the podcast up and running, we'll we'll have a you know contact at holdmyremote.com. But we will also have a uh, like uh, I don't know maybe dating at at. Uh, uh. Dating, you know. Oof. So anybody, Oof. any prospective dates, <laughs> mm. and a, and a disclaimer: this is please do not email hot for huskies mm. at hotmail.com No, no, I, I think I think that would probably be. I've, I've ruined it. That would, that would be a bad oh, yeah. bad idea. I think I think we would probably get uh, get trolled pretty hard. Maybe. No, that is like. Uh, well, anyway, so but, uh, eight point seven five. I swear she's from somewhere. Uh, eight point seven five. Yeah, I'll guys, give it. you got to you got to do some point five intervals. You know, how are we ever supposed to translate this to yeah, stars no. if if it's uh, you know point seven five? All right, three three out of five stars. There we go. That's that's for me. Three out of oh, five. God, three now out we're of five. Down to three out of three out of five. That, just, that's you just went from an eighty percent to, to a 60. sixty. Yeah, now you're a six. That's even lower than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what you were saying? If if you're if you're at eight point five. Then that means you're at at four four point two five stars. Yeah, I'm. And now for the segment of let's do math. <laughs> Let, let's teach Holland basic math. <laughs> no, but but seriously, guys, it, it, I, I would I would recommend check out Mud. Uh, check out the the director is Jeff Nichols. He he's uh, directed some other good stuff. Um, for Mud. Yeah, of Mud. Yeah. Okay. So uh, take shelter. Midnight special. Mud and Shotgun Stories are his uh, are his filmography. Uh, are I, you also on IMDb right now? I, I am indeed. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is exactly what IMDb is telling me. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> wow. So, so uh, uh, I I have seen Mud and I have seen uh, Take Shelter and I have Shotgun Stories, but I haven't watched. Uh, I maybe watched a couple minutes of it. Um, Michael okay. Sh- Michael Shannon is in both Shotgun Stories and Take Shelter. Take Shelter is is very good. I like that a lot. Mud is also excellent. I think. Uh, mud is definitely worth your time, you know. If, if you wanted to, it's sort of a coming of age story. It's, no, it's no, one. no. It's Ready Player One. That's what we're here for. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's my endorsement. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, watch watch uh, Ready Player One on Redbox, and then uh, get get mud as soon as you can. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that, take that rusty shiv right in there. <laughs> No, no, I, I don't think I would. I would. They're, they're very different view, viewing profile movies. Oh, like, they, they certainly are. Yeah. If you like Mud, that does not mean that you will be guaranteed to watch like Ready Player One or <laughs> vice versa, unless you have one of the hardest crushes on Ty Sheridan of you know really no. you know anybody. He looks too much like another actor. What is with you and, like, I know this person, but I can't figure out from where. (laughs) Okay, well, Ty Sheridan, though, to be fair, like, he has actually been in stuff that I've seen. So he was in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, Let's see. That might be be the end of what I've seen. That might be it. Well, I mean, to be fair, actually, I, I think he does look just a little bit like Miles Teller. So uh, Miles Teller is the star of uh, like Whiplash, for example. That's probably what he's 
most recently best known for. Yes, the dude who was in the horrible Fantastic Four movie. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. He was. He looks okay. He does look just like that guy. Star of Fan Four Stick. Oh God. Oh, so bad. Uh, That was all right. The Fantastic (laughs) Four movie. Uh, we no, talking the, the, the old one or the new one? No, the new one, not, not the old one, not the old one. We we've all said before, you know, in our our off the air conversations that the original one had its upsides, but no, the fan fan four stick fant fant four stick is not a very good movie. Yeah, it wasn't. No, no, no. They somehow managed to make it worse than the originals they did see the Doctor originals are, che- are are cheesy and kind of bad in that regard but they're at least aesthetically pretty true to what you might expect out of the comics yep yeah um oh like the dr doom and ugh. the new one oh, oh. yeah oh what so were bad they doing? what were they thinking all of like the character setup the costumes what, yeah, were what was thinking? he a blogger or something absurd like <laughs> whew. he was he was just like any other angry douchey college kid? <laughs> yeah. That's what he was. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't even. Know, I don't even know if he had money. It's the light, light Yagami treatment of of uh, live action characters. <laughs> he was the. It was light Yagami and then uh, Doctor Doom mixed together. Uh, the, don't even. Start <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that. let's great. No, let's that let's uh, let's make a a pact. You know, it doesn't have to be a blood pact, but it should be like a serious pact here that we never review. The Death Note film for this podcast because yes. it is so terrible. And let's put oh. let's put in the. Uh, um, brother, I think that's enough for uh, that that in itself that it was just absolutely uh, horrible. Full me- actually, Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. the live action as well. I have not been able to make it through that because honestly, oh, like Death Note for me was like I kind of enjoyed you know I enjoyed Death Note but I you know wasn't massively drawn into Death Note. So Death Note, I think, is is a series that would actually work in live action. Like you could actually yeah. do a live action Death 100%. Note. percent. But, but it's got to be so hard to do a live action Full Metal Alchemist. No, I mean, it's so hard. I mean, clearly they did not do a great job. And no, it needs. I mean, it needs to be uh, told as a series, not as an individual movie. You know, actually, yes. I think uh, that's be- too much stuff to go through. Before no, we get not. too far away from even. Uh, even Ready Player One, I I actually think that that as I often think about movies that are are not the greatest or that have their flaws, you know, that that this would be a better series than it would be a single standalone film, like Harry you know, Potter. Like, Ready Player One, Harry yeah, Potter like, would like be Ready a great Player series. One, for example. You know, I, I I don't think that it would make you know a great series. I don't know that there's enough meat on those bones. But like if if discovering the keys were a little bit more involved, then oh no, see like I I wouldn't want the series to be when you said that I wasn't even thinking that the series would be focused around getting the keys. I'm sitting here thinking that the story is going to be based around like like characters completely separate from all of these people and just people in this world trying to accomplish something else or trying to go through their lives. Oh sure. Like you, I mean, you, you've literally created the entire world as part of this game. You could find any four or five interesting people, bring them together, and have them working to accomplish some sort of goal. Sure, in, yeah. in that, and I mean, it, it could be completely unrelated to the keys, and it, because of the world that they've potentially set up, uh, it, it it could work. 
I mean, you could even, I guess, technically sort of say like, hey, the events of the movie have passed and this is like what, a, what it's like to live in this world post this experience and have whatever, you know, potentially new threat is, is facing the Oasis or whatever else. You have cameos yeah, from yeah, the it could be, Yeah, like. it, could, it could be something after uh, what they did in the Oasis or it could even be something before uh, how. Oh, yeah, while Halliday's still alive? Halliday, yeah, before he, yeah, while he's still alive. It could be any of that. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, though, I I actually was just thinking more like, I don't know, maybe a series isn't the best fit for this movie, but I just, there are sometimes when you, if you like, you like a world or you like the potential that the world offers. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I think, the important thing when you think about what you're, the way that you're rating or what the way that you're thinking about films is that, like when you have to write what's missing in your head, then you're not looking at a complete film experience. So, well, I mean, look, you know. look at. Um, I I agree with that, but look at Avatar, not the blue people, the uh, Airbending. Oh, the last Airbender. Sure. Yeah. The 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 world and the universe that was created was so well put together and naturally formed and oh, the sure. character and yeah. the characters yeah. brought it to life just yeah, it's, tremendously. It's, it's a lot of rich world building yeah and, and you get to see the the unimportant stuff too which, yes. which i think yeah. is is sort of contrary to the way that seems it is important like seeing the the mundane parts of people live people's lives is important in establishing it is what, yeah. world, what world you're building yep yeah, I didn't really get a sense of seeing the mundane parts too much in this one. Well, you did at the or very in, beginning in of the Ready movie. One. A little bit. Like the dude, you know, doing the retro golfing thing and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like the kind of. the opening sequence, the tracking shot where he's Yeah, he's, the, uh, the surfing you know. guy right. and the But I'm talking about like boxing it would have been chick yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Yeah. But you could have also seen people sitting down to actually have like a business meeting or something somewhere in this world. Yeah. Or or maybe or seen it used like that. You're like seeing people have like their whatever their real world interactions are. Like I, yeah. I I think one of the problems is that it's just like you're they're alluding to a lot of what has gone on in this world without giving us any sense for it. Like the bandwidth riots of whenever you know like like there's some really interesting practical issues that they would have to address in this world to make it work and that they don't ever really talk about that in in the the show yeah or in the film i mean in the film this whole thing was about ending net neutrality or whatever <laughs> or or promoting it <laughs> yeah this, this this is this is a this is something that would probably be the propaganda like a pro net neutrality world where where <laughs> You know, they don't want to restrict bandwidth based on what it's like. It's like the the pro net neutrality people are the the creators, like Halliday, and then the yeah. anti net neutrality people are the the I, IOI people. Wasn't oh, you know what? Actually, I just saw. You know how in the trailer, uh, the main character is like, uh, people call our generation the missing millions, not because we went anywhere. Did they? Did was that actually part of the movie? No. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. He never said that, which is fine with me. Yeah, sure. But I just, I don't know. He's not missing. He's in the oasis. <laughs> that was the point of what he was getting at. <laughs> it was a. It was supposed to be like a clever nickname, I, I assume. Well, it's a very, it's a very like old person kind of nickname that they would give to you know. The, well, the oasis someone. is where you come for rest and for 
you know, relaxation, the water of yeah. life. <laughs> and so I, I think that, that that's kind of the, the idea like that in, in a difficult world, you go to the oasis to find rest. I did. I had fun. Yeah. Well, sure. I did. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I liked it. I know. I I, it. I, so I, can we, so would we all agree at least it's, I mean, it seems pretty clear, but everyone agrees that yes, go see this movie. It sure. was yeah, fun. Like if, yeah. if we are on a see it, skip it rating, then I would, I would go, I would still be see it. Oh yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that you need to, to go out and spend your hard earned money in the biggest possible screen that you can, but I mean, if you want Man, to. The the rumbling seats, though, that was fun. <laughs> you really you know, did I enjoy you know, that, Holland. How how does that work? Is that just the the theaters? I think it was the just sound the, system rumbling. I think it, yeah, I think it was just the low the low frequency that makes it rumble. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking because it's not like you know the vibromatic seat experience. <laughs> well, that's what like I felt like an idiot because I was like, is it just like vibrating seats timed with the with the sound, or is it just the sound? Like, no, no I, I think it's because I haven't been in one. I, yeah, I think that, it was the either sound. one of those makes sense. Yeah, that's even better because it's just the sound. they in that theater they use um, the the speakers are everywhere. They're on the ceiling. They're on the floor. They're yeah, it's a whole array. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's the app. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 like when I would yeah. when they do the wave crashing across the top of you, you know that like that's one of the experiential things that they want to try and give you an idea of what the uh, yeah. what uh, yes. Atmos is like. Okay. To be fair, that intro part, I felt like I was in freaking Best Buy looking at TVs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, can we not? Speaking of TVs, like, what is a this good 4K to, like, to get? Look, yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, like, they're trying ah, yes. to, they're well, trying when to I'm shopping for you. my personal uh they're like, I'm trying to You have bought the You've already premiere. bought the fucking ticket. You have bought the <laughs> premiere movie watching experience. <laughs> good good point. Okay. I no, I did not like that. Well, I mean they gotta sell the, it. Yeah, they could sell it in better ways than showing me like contrasting black between two screens like oh this is regular movie black and this is the Dolby Atmos black mm. <laughs> and then the first scene of the movie I was like I can't tell a difference <gasps> you can't well then you're clearly blind <laughs> yeah no it's I, yeah I, I don't well I couldn't I couldn't even see his mustache or his mullet so yeah that's oh, true I might be <laughs> oh <laughs> ah that hurt all right, so do you guys want to want to move on? Keep yeah. this keep this train rolling. Oh yeah. no! All right, yeah. so for the the first episode of the podcast, we watched the Netflix exclusive anime "Be the Beginning," which is again, you know, spoiler warning, going to be talked about start to finish. So, initial thoughts. Uh, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a little uh, messy. Yeah, a little messy. Yeah, yeah the, I'm, this, I, I'm with the, you there. The series was a little. I mean, granted, the first, the first what five, six episodes was was great. I, I liked the the crime drama and what was his name, Keith Flick. Keith. Keith. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Keith Flick. Keith Flick. Yep. Yeah, I'm mean, yep. like, yeah, okay, great. That's that's. I like this guy. He's he's kind of autistic with his amazing uh, eccentric mathematical whiz that he can. Oh, this clue in this 
are, are those crime? our themes for the the, the day of the show? It's, it's I think so. Autism, uh, eccentric, <laughs> autistic, math whizzes. Uh, autism, and then uh, series that are less than the sum of their parts. Because I would I would also say that this this uh, anime is less than the sum of its parts. I mean, the, and then uh, what? It's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes. That's what I thought. And then what? Was, Lily was her name. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Lily. So and I've got the the cast pulled up here too. On, Lily was uh, the, essentially uh, Doctor. Watson. I mean, on, great. Uh, awesome. I, I am. I have uh, the IMDb for nerds, otherwise uh, known as myanimelist.net, pulled up. So we've got <laughs> yeah. the, the whole supporting cast. I well, well, and I guess what I was trying to say is that, like, I, I think that um, the reason I, I would say this is also something that's less than the sum of its parts is because it, it was almost trying to do too much. Like, it was a very ambitious anime. It was, and, yeah. And so you, you're trying to incorporate both this, like, this mystery element. So that's two pronged. It's you have the killer, you have be the the not, not be the beginning. I'm saying uh, like the killer bee. So you have yeah. so Koku, so Koku who plays killer bee. You know, yep. like they, they're trying to figure out who these people are who are being killed, why they're being killed, and then who is killer bee who's leaving his mark around. You know, and they're trying to determine whether or not some killings are masquerading as killer bee or whether or not they are actual acts of of this phantom killer. But then there's this yes. other secondary murder subplot that is much, much more traditional and ends up being more important because it's almost like once once they establish that, that Koku is a good character doing bad things, they sort of ignore the fact that, that he is also a wanted criminal in any real sense. Like the, the focus of the task force is no longer like him. It's well. Would you say he's actually doing bad things? He's not really doing bad things. Well, I mean, he's murdering people. Well, I, he's he's yeah, killing, but the, he's uh, killing other criminals, though. Well, sure. Well, but, it was I mean, um. Oh god, what were they called? Let's. The I market? mean, let's just take a second and, yeah. and uh, the, the say market? you know market? we would probably all agree that that murder is still murder. <laughs> well, to a yes. to a certain degree. <laughs> Well, there, Holland. Let's not. Get I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna go into a philosophical discussion here. Well, that's that. That's what our audience wants. I know. I, I can feel it. <laughs> Episode one hasn't even aired yet. <laughs> I'm fully aware of what my audience. <laughs> well, no. It's, <laughs> hey, you know, all all three of our total audience members will thoroughly enjoy the philosophical discussion in in our future podcasts. <laughs> I could get into something on who he's targeting to kill on this. Okay. Well, okay. What? Well, okay. So he's targeting the. Um, I can. I. I keep forgetting their name. They're like the. So you have the Blackbone people, right? Yeah. That or the black the the children that actually had the special abilities that who can like morph some part of their body into a blade or. That was one of my my gripes with the with the series is like they didn't really fully tell me about how that all worked and I didn't know how that was going. But either way, they also had the sort of second rate version, which were uh, most of the people that you see in this are like the second rate version of these Blackbone people. Yeah, yeah, that's who he's targeting because he said like he says they're good for a while. They're good up until around like they're I don't know. I'm just guessing. The this is another big issue for me was like the timeline. I had no freaking clue how much time has lapsed between things, but like 
oh, they're like good what? up until say like these these people are good up until say like their twenties or thirties, and then they basically become psychopath murderers, and they're just loosed into society. So that's who he goes and kills. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so I would say that in that sense, it's yeah, I I would say that like he's not really doing like he's actively keeping people safe from these people. I mean, so so you would say he's an anti-hero then. So Yeah, yeah. And yeah, an anti-hero would be would be apt. Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean, Vigilante, I guess that, you know, that that makes that makes sense. I I'm, and I'm not saying that I even like objected to what what Koku was doing. You know, cuz yeah. like when he fights the people, that's that's sort of the problem because when you get into these moral gray areas, like there's no way to make it so that Koku is hunting down people who are maybe like slightly insane and have him seem like a good character. So they have to make all of the people he's killing just outlandishly bad, you know? Yeah. And, and as much yeah. as I liked certain elements of it, like I, I think about like the, the brothers or whatever who were, you know, I guess raping and then killing people like for sport. Oh, at the very beginning. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. You know, like these, like almost like, kind of like this mockery of it, it makes me it made me think of like hillbillies honestly yeah it was like some hills have eyes hillbillies style murderers yeah yeah like like not hills have eyes but i mean they're just they're just crazy and disgusting yeah. and they, they've got bad teeth like is it possible to make a villain you know with with decent teeth who is like a bad person <laughs> but also not like because that's the that, those are the two scales right so we have gilbert who is a methodical very tidy, very self-contained serial killer, and then you have yeah, he's like like the wackadoodle wait, serial killers. Hold on, like in the, do we have to judge on if they have good teeth? They are a either a good guy or bad guy. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you can kind of do that in most animes. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like I I just want to see a villain who is not like outlandishly evil but also not like just extremely proper like not every villain is Hannibal Lecter so that's the literally the name I was trying to think of was Hannibal Lecter to compare uh, like if you think about Hannibal like the like the uh, the the NBC television show with Mads Mikkelsen like he is extremely composed you know he he has a very very specific set of of guidelines for what he does you know so so like he's mannerisms He's he's an artisanal serial killer, <laughs> as opposed to the country bumpkin who's. But I still think there's I, I mean people in the woods. I guess my point is that there's there's definitely room for people to be bad, but not grimacing and evil and disgusting. Like I think that there's a lot more nuance in, in actual in, in the actual evil in the world. Somewhere somewhere like a. Um like a mafia hitman or something. Yeah, kind of like that. Would, yeah. would you say that that's kind of an in-between of sure. those two? Yeah. Like that style of character? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. like, there's no moral complexity to what Koku does. You know, it's it's like these are awful people doing awful things. And so, you know, like I I am saying, yes, he's still murdering people and that's still, still bad. Like that's still, you know, that's one thing. Or he's killing people, maybe not murdering his... Maybe well, not, and even right word, to kind of go against... What I was just saying too, like he's he's not murdering them specifically to keep people safe. He's murdering them for his own means to send a message. Yes. Yep. I mean that's true. He's just like, oh, I I I need to send a message, and I can do this by killing you. And it also happens that I don't feel bad about killing you. Yeah. He's so he's like, in that sense. Yeah. He's like, where is Lily? 
and or yeah. no, not Lily. Um, oh, who was it? Uh, uh, I've got the list up here too. Uh, well, no, they don't have her up here. Yeah, not not to, not in the I main cast here. Let's let's see, let's see if we can find her. But it, uh, the animation was good, though. I just, I mean, production. Yuna. Yuna. Yo, yeah, there Yuna. you go. Yes. I mean, production. The animation I enjoyed. Production IG is, has done some good good work. I don't know yeah, if this, I thought the production was, was, was pretty impressive, too. I mean, they, they, do, I, they do good I do stuff. Like what, yeah. So, I do kind of like what you guys were talking about with um, they were trying to do too much. Like, you, you like Holland, you mentioned the uh, the... Sherlock Holmes aspect to it. Well, and well I do, I, not real. I, I mean, that's what that. I picked out from. Well, it. I can kind of see them going for. They were. It, it does kind of feel like they were trying to sort of, in a way, set up that Sherlock Holmes feel, but they had to kind of fall short because they're also trying to tie in this supernatural. No, right. They element to it. They had yeah. that whole. Yeah. So um, it's it's you've so th- this is where where I see it. So you've got the plot where you've got you've got Gilbert, which is a sort of later focus. Uh, who is a traditional serial killer. You have Killer B, so Koku, who is a supernatural, like, king to be or whatever his, you know, theoretical, the, more mystical the black role is. black wing king. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you've got that element of it. You've got this, the government organization, which actually, I, I do think, like, the, the, the world that they built, like, the way that they kind of designed it, like, different generations just piled on top of each other, and this sort of, like, pseudo-medieval feel, but also, like, you know, kind of, it's you got European elements, and the cars yeah. were, like, kind of an older style, like something, I don't know, maybe you'd see in, like, the 50s in Italy or something like that, like, thinking about, like, old movies, like... Um, Papagino, we get the pizza here. They had that like Italian village stereotypical cars. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, the, movies, yeah. The, the like small little Fiat, yeah, or something you know, like in Rome, like um, just, Roman holiday yeah. specifically. I'm thinking of uh, just enough seat room for my baguettes. So, <laughs> yeah, so so they they've got that. So they've got this organization in the government. And then that that I thought also was maybe not super clear. What was it? Like what where, about the the market the, market maker? Yeah, the, the market makers. Yeah, yeah, like how how they they interacted with the government because they seem like a totally autonomous group of people. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see any interaction with them and the government. <laughs> but but like, there were moments where they were like they were flashed the sim the symbol on like his hand or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, you you guys better clean up this mess." You know, I love that he flashes the hand, he flashes this symbol in his hand, and this freaking street cop is like, "Oh, I know about that, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and these other and these other like detectives, these like higher up detectives have no oh, clue about oh, them. Oh, no, they know. they find out about them through like a he knows something a well, no, website off screen. He's like, "I wonder if this is real." No, I mean at the beginning they, they do talk about how they're marked by those those things. You know, I, I also have to say that I think that the the design for the villains is is too much. Like, it's again, yeah. it's it's the same problem. It's the like, why are there a pair of that, twin know. children with multicolored what, hair? Yeah. You know, why? Yeah. Like this this one guy who's like supposed to be uh, among the people who are still sane. You know, the 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 like the Skinner guy, the guy who who uh, the artist, the guy with the uh, the skeleton face. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the, he was supposed to be sane. Well, yeah. No, what I'm saying is like he's among the group of people who still are within their healthy time oh, frame, right? Yeah. So like, but yeah. he's crazy. 
You know, he's yeah. he, he's like he's like a crazy serial killer type. Like he's that's obviously the way he's been set up. Yeah, his his type to me is the like the type where the, he was probably taken as a child and raised to be this way. He's like, he's like the you know sinister I mean? he's, clown. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I didn't really like him as a character. I, I felt like he was mostly irrelevant to the story. I think they just threw in some, oh, let's just make uh, pawn pawn it off, and then just once yeah. they're shown, then it's like, okay, and then we're done with them. The whole time I saw him, I was just like, it, I was just waiting for you. You know this guy's going to die. Yeah. And it's like, you can just do it at any time. It, <laughs> it literally yeah. doesn't matter. I and actually think that... That uh, the the side the side cast of characters again it's like do, trying to do too much like you don't get a lot of development for a lot of those characters oh and it it's it's so funny it's like if you imagine these characters in this world but you entirely took out the supernatural elements and there was just some like for example let's say there was still a killer B but there's no supernatural element so there's killer B who's like you know, I guess Dexter is a is a comparable comparison where you say he's to killer B. Yeah, killer. No, no, no. I'm saying like imagine this. Oh. So like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Imagine that that there was was no supernatural elements and and killer B. So Koku was just a man who is trying to kill serial killers to get to the bottom of what he believes is a serial killer who took someone that he's looking for at some point. You know, yeah. and then maybe you also have this like simultaneous story of the characters trying to figure out who is Killer B and who is the true serial killer. Like maybe he's hunting Gilbert. Like maybe that's what the story is. So Koku is hunting Gilbert, and Gilbert has taken and imprisoned the other character, whatever her name was. You know, that's, so well, that's, kind of in a way he was. That's what I want. That's uh, what I was. Well, because it all it tied back like Gilbert and. The uh, oh, Lily. market maker people were tied in. Well, I mean, he uh, Lily did get tra- captured by Gilbert, but that was like yeah, that was like specific to the cops. Like you know, that's that's like right. It's like Keith reliving his his experience of his his uh, was it his sister? Mm-hmm. Okay, see that that was another thing. When I first watched this, I didn't catch that it was his sister. I just assumed that it was his it, that it was like uh, his girlfriend who had picked him over Gilbert in the past. <laughs> And then when they brought up, when I realized that it was his sister, I was like, "That actually kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of takes it takes away." Well, no, the was something. it was it though? Am I am I remembering? Yeah, it's his, it, no, it is. It's, it's his okay. sister. Yeah, yeah. the The original kill that Gilbert has that that sent Keith into this you know frenzy or whatever that is his sister. Okay. okay. And it makes those flashbacks seem very odd to me. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the school flashbacks. Yeah, the school flashbacks. Yeah. He's just kind of passively watching those. I was like, oh, that's his that's his girlfriend or whoever. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. It, I was <laughs> I was wrong. It was his sister. No, I think I think Joel, you're right. The the whole um uh, supportive casting is not there. It's it the Mm-mm. technically no. it, yeah, they do show it, but the meat of it is is it's not. It's not. They they needed to build. They they really should have done uh, away with the supernatural aspect of the show. If they if they t- took that away, that I think well, I would. It, you know, if they took that away, then it would better. be it would be a little bit more like watching Monster. 
or reading monster, which I think yeah. is an excellent. It's it's a, it's a seinen. It's a, both a, a manga and also an anime, and both are very well made. So uh, you know, like if if you're looking for this sort of the that vibe, like the 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 team looking to find this particular individual with yep. real world settings, then I would I would recommend reading Monster as a as like a contrast to this. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with what you guys are saying, though. If they had removed the supernatural aspect, that would have been better. It just... Because you would have been able to tie them together It more. just made it... Ooh, Plus, I, honestly, like... Too I messy. liked their... What they had built with the supernatural aspect. Like, I was interested in it. Yeah. But I have... I, I left with... I mean... I left with too many questions about it. No, it was like it, there were too many unanswered things with it. One, it was, and normally in an anime you're going to have a few, but this one it was too many. One, the timeline. I could not get a sense for the timeline in this in this show. Like the exact like, number of years. Yeah, or like um, well, when they I when mean, they first start showing the research, the the first researchers for trying to revive these uh, ancient beings that yeah. It, it was so, like how long ago was that? I twenty. I'd, I'd say like uh, twenty years, maybe. So there's no way it was. It was twenty years from when the show was taking place to when the very first research. I'm talking about like the old, the original, original people when they first yeah. discover the bones. Yeah, like Keith's Keith's father. Yeah. No, no, no. Before Keith's father. Oh, I have no idea about that. those people. Yeah. Like when was that? And actually, Keith. The thing about Keith's father too, because when Keith's father dies. Spoilers. The uh, Gilbert was there videotaping it, right? Mm. I'm like ninety percent sure because that was one of the things I was I was looking for things that made that that didn't make sense in the in the in the continuity. I'm like I'm very sure it was Gilbert there filming it. Oh, I I don't. So that's the other thing because we well we at oh, least know remember. that Keith is at least alive. During this, because he's he's I I assumed he was a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Until you, uh, yeah, because yeah, he does the translation of the stone. Well, he's what I'm talking about. Like when the dad dies. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he is because Gilbert's. I think it was Gilbert filming it as a like a and a maybe like a eighteen or nineteen year old. That's maybe at the earliest. That's what they. That's well, the other okay, thing. No, is no, like no, 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 okay, let's, so let's think about it. Let's 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 stop and see if we can try to think about this for a minute because uh, in the setting Keith is in his probably 30s I mean it's so hard to tell an anime to be honest with yeah, you yeah that's that's fair yeah. but, but I, I'd say Keith is probably in his 30s like that's the way that he's depicted and then you know the, the other characters are like Lily is probably like 18 and, and fresh on the job well, if if that's yeah. if that's her age, then Koku is probably also that age, roughly. So, like, I'd say well, probably ten years have passed between the events where the like the the castle where they had been staying burns down, or not castle, or you know whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, there's maybe ten years between between those events. So that would put Keith at, I guess, you know, probably twenty then at that point. So maybe Gilbert was. Like a young adult. At that That's time. what I'm saying. Yeah. So Gilbert, and that was one of the other questions I had too. Is like, Koku and these other people that are actually have the black bone. So Koku, I think we only saw, we only really saw two, and well, I guess three at the very end. But we saw Koku, the chick with the the leg blade, which 
Any leg-based weapon, I just am not into. But I don't think that was a girl. Anyway, <laughs> You're not into that. I don't know. It's just weird to me. But oh, like body parts as weapons? You mean? Yeah. Well, the body parts as weapon things, I'm not huge into. But specifically, like a leg-based one is like, <laughs> it's just weird because they always have to like hobble around or stand on one leg when they're not using it. And it's weird. But whoa, what about it, in Kingsman? The the girl with the legs was that was pretty cool. They did that one pretty good. Yeah. I'll give you that. But mm-hmm. anyway, the the um the age of Koku, like does he he ages normally or he doesn't? Yeah, he does age normally, yeah. He does age normally. Okay, yeah. so then how is he killing people to such an effective means when he was what was when he was a child? Because Killer B existed and then went away and then came back. What? In this story. No, Killer Killer B only existed when Koku was, was like a young adult. No, no, no. I mean, like, in the story, there, Killer B had been operating before this and then but, came back, I thought. No, Killer that B, like, Killer B operates, has, has, is like, has already been operating, they were saying. Like, like you are jumping yeah. in a, probably a couple years into Koku as an adult. Oh, you know, like, okay. So he's been killing for, so he's been doing Killer B killings for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, that, that was the way, it, okay. the way that I read that, yes. And see, I read it a completely different way. I read it like this happened, like Killer B was killing like 10 years ago, stopped for an extended period of time, and then now he's back. Oh, no. I, that's I, how I saw it. And see, like that, and that's just another thing. Like, I don't know. What did, what did you, what was your take on that one, Hollander? Did you, I, it was, what did you think the timeline was? It, there? No, it needed to be at least, what was it, 12, 13 episodes? It need to be yeah. double that. Well, what, no, 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 no. We're not talking about the length of the series. No, I no, I, I no. understand. I but they if they should have made it a lot longer to um, oh, like accommodate each age. Yeah, to to tell a little bit more of the story and more in depth. Yeah. It was just way I too rushed. It was way too rushed. They crammed yeah, I mean, so much of, in there th- in the, the short yeah. how many, of time. How many episodes did we have? You know, uh, thir- 13, you said? Um, yeah. Just, let's see. Just I mean, too I know, little. Too little. I know it didn't It didn't take me that long to get through it, and I even rewatched some of it. looks like there's it, you know. 12, yeah, tw- maybe? 12. That's what it was. Just, um, it needed more. Yeah, there's 12. Uh I don't know, and and like, what are this like? What are these specific powers of these people? Right, that's the like other thing. The I'm one, like, we we saw the one kid transform his arm into a blade, and we see the one girl transform her leg into a blade. I'm telling how you, the hell I, does, how the hell does Koku end up with wings, black skin, no, and oh, all this no, okay, other stuff? No, like, no, what no, are no, all no, of no. his abilities? So, so let me stop you there for a second because he actually is. So remember, Koku is like the. Yeah, you know he's the the black winged king is is yeah you know, whatever he would, would he call was him. known as like at, when they were a kid and all the other kids were still alive he was still acknowledged as the king so yeah. Koku was the culmination of that project so he while whereas the other ones would be like sort of some element of of the black winged uh, the black winged four 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 bears for humanity or this version of humanity. Uh, Koku is like a perfect recreation of those people. And, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that that's what they were trying to indicate. That that Koku well, it, Koku is 
a he is one of like the black winged forebears. Like that's what they managed to create. Well, I think in see, the, and that they could have done that. They could have explained that with another twelve episodes. Yeah, it all could have been. Because <laughs> like we have very different like interpretations, but like the the tablet thing that they were reading off of sure. the story of the Black Wing King is that there were other beings like them, and that through their sacrifice, the one chosen one actually became the Black Wing King. Well, I think Koku's I think Koku's eye, like he had the eye as a kid. Sure, and I think that was the si- the signal that this guy is that this guy is supposed to become the king. But I think to actually fully become the Blackwing King, he is he is intended to actually take on the other physical body parts of the other one. So I don't think the other ones were no 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 so, failed recreations. I, no, I don't. Mm. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that the the other ones like I I, I think we have to kind of separate the like their their fictional like fantasy biology from their fantasy prophecy content because like the the fantasy prophecy content is about like how how somebody would become like the black winged king right. and then there's there's some other content like i don't i think that that they are trying to recreate scientifically the black winged precursors to humanity and everyone other than koku has been a partially failed attempt so koku is the truest recreation of the forebears that was created and so like for, do they ever be, do they ever say that though because remember his brother's motivation is that he did not want to just be spare parts for koku he wanted to be his own person and that's why he tried to become the black wing king in the like prophecy element of things and then what koku does is he says i don't want to be the black wing king at all and then he defies the prophecy, and then neither he nor uh, his love interest die, uh, whose name I've already forgotten again. Yuna. Yuna. Okay, so Koku and Yuna decide to cast off their that like the imagery of whatever this you know prophecy is about, you know the mythology that's there, and be their own people external to that. But I still think that 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 doesn't mean that they were not in some way representative of that mythology it's like it's like saying these are mythological characters you know brought to fulfill a prophecy who choose not to fulfill the prophecy knowing that it exists yeah like that's the, what it is but they, they, they i think the whole it was it was wanting him to be like no this prophecy sucks i'm done with it and he checks the lightsaber yeah, over his that, shoulder that's what, that's what they did <laughs> yep yeah yeah, I agree with the prophecy thing, but I still, I don't know. The way I saw it, I still think that the other kids, I don't think the other kids were failed recreations because he didn't, as a kid, he didn't have all of those other abilities with the wings, the black skin, the well, we'll see it in season blade two or any of that. We'll see it in season two for sure. See what? You think it's going to get one? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, what story do they have to tell at this point? Brought, you know, like, <laughs> my. Oh no! They were setting up for season two. The uh, the kid whose army took—he's oh, still alive. No, he's no, he is. He yeah, was at he, the very I end. I know, but it, it that was clearly placed as a oh, we're gonna have season two. You know, we are. <laughs> it was like a please give us a season two. Right, we have no, something that's exactly what it was. It was dangling <laughs> yeah, I, the I, carrot. I miss I miss whatever that is. I mean, I I think I don't think that the the whole concept. 
you know, because you guys were saying earlier, it's like this would be so much better. And I mean, I guess to an extent I was saying this too, but it would be so much better if we were looking at these characters in a different type of story minus the supernatural elements. Right. But I don't, yeah. I don't, the anime is its supernatural elements. Like ultimately it all boils down to that. It's basically like we want to tell a story about it, it, I mean, I can imagine like the brainstorming process, like saying we want to tell a story about this fictional character, the Blackwing King, and how he's in the form of a young man who doesn't know his identity, but he does know that someone he cares about has been stolen. And there's this secret organization of people who are like him trying to destroy him. Oh, and you know, yeah. you know what would be really cool too? Maybe we would set it in this like fictional, like pseudo medieval sort of setting where like you can tell that there's all this this uh, carryover from the the like long long history of this of this country and then oh maybe there's like some political stuff going on too and hey you know maybe because he's hunting people and they're hunting him maybe there's like a serial killer element that we could throw in there you know it's like it's like this <laughs> yeah. this big it's like this big stew of of different elements you know it's it's I, you know, I, I, I recall <laughs> when I was younger, we had, we had a, we had a blender and I like to make smoothies every once in a while, you know, you blend some, some fruit and yogurt together. And I, I remember this one particular time when I was like, mm, yeah, I'll put these, you know, what's good. I like bananas and raspberries and strawberries. <laughs> That'd be really good. But you know what I like with bananas? I like peanut butter. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so I made a smoothie that was raspberries and strawberries and bananas and peanut butter, and it was disgusting. And my mom was like, Joel, you have to drink this. And I secretly went and dumped it in the backyard. So like, my point is that, that this, this is a gross peanut butter, banana, raspberry, strawberry smoothie of an anime where they they've got a lot of good tasty elements going into but they can, they're not yeah. perfect together. From from here on out, can we call any any hodgepodge that happens a Joel smoothie? <laughs> that was a real Joel smoothie <laughs> that we watched there. Yeah, if, if you want. No, I agree yeah. with you. It, it's kind of funny when you think Zing. about uh Gilbert's character because like you have this supernatural element and it ties in with Keith. I think I think the supernatural element and how it ties in with Keith, Keith was really well done. But it's like uh, Keith's dad's partner uh, was Gilbert's dad, right? Yes, and Gilbert's dad so, was like and it the just, founder. It's, it's like, yeah, and it's just funny because it's like, oh, and this guy also just kind of happens to be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's literally what happened. It was like, this guy is just also a serial killer. Like, he... <laughs> There was no, there was no reasoning behind did, anything did, that they had, that the dads had done, or the child rearing, or anything to be like that turned him into that. It's just like, by the way, this guy likes to kill people. Too. You could see it. <laughs> you could see it in the writing room. Wait, wait, wait! And this guy is a serial killer. Yeah. <gasps> that's that's pretty much what it was. He's a genius. And like the only, the only slight tie-in is that he was using. Um, God, I was so. You mad. are now but for like the first six head episodes, writer for this remember, series. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the uh, what the failed experiment people were called, and then I saw it. I was like, oh, I won't forget that. I a hundred percent forgot it. But the failed experiment people, the the people that have to drink that, like yeah, the gold, their little shots of lemonade that they need. It's gold. It's like yeah, it's like it, actual gold. Just, I think right. It's like atomized oh, I, gold. It's like ground gold powder in water. You're like seriously, when, when listening to you talk about this, I'm like, did 
did I just turn away and like blow my nose or something at the parts that you listened to and we just saw a completely <laughs> different show? We, we were blinking at different intervals and so our our, our viewing experience was like totally I, was, I was hitting up that I was hitting up Bumble looking for some husky women. <laughs> At the, at the opposite times that you were, I, I think also no, it's like uh, sandal. You're, uh, that that means something a little different. Husky in that sense is like heavy set. You're you're looking for. I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I don't know it. The only the only reason for Gilbert using them is like he had he had a supply of scapegoats with these failed experiment people. That's what they were. Sure, yes. That's essentially it. That's essentially the only tie-in to the dads and the previous past and yeah, the black you know, It's like he, the, he knows he knows about it, so he has so he's using he can manipulate yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So he has a set of scapegoats that he doesn't fully need, really, I guess. Except they're I, I don't know. Well, I guess if they don't have scapegoats, then these go as a bunch of unsolved murders, and I don't get the sense that this country is very large. Yeah, I mean, it seemed right? kind of small. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I still thought it was fun, though. The, I I will say I I feel like we've just been like tearing it apart mostly. But I will say this: what the fight scene with Koku and the oh, chick with oh the gosh. leg blade that was amazing was great. That was that really was good. the the like high speed and then it it hits real fast and it, and they slow down. Yeah, that was good. that was yeah. fantastic. I actually thought the fight choreography animation was really good as well. And yes. and uh, you know I thought it was really interesting because you know in some some animes they'll choose to show you all of the action, but uh, in this anime they they also did what I thought was interesting where they would indicate action with the almost like neon lines cutting through the darkness and so you yeah. you weren't always 100% of the time seeing the characters but it really communicated the speed that they were moving and I thought that worked pretty well yeah yeah I would agree with that so what did you guys so 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 having these separate elements if you just focus on the 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 mystery um Sherlock Holmes esque style, like uh, I wanted more of that than the detective, than the, the, actual... the detective side versus the supernatural side. Which, which part of that were you more interested? I in? I was more on the crime, crime. I like the, the whole, yeah, side. I like the whole mystery of it. And it's, okay, well, who is it? What we're we're gonna go from here? And then they throw in the whole uh, supernatural fights. It's like, okay, that's great, but at the same time, you're like, what, what, why? I mean. This this was all about uh, finding out who, who and what and sure. Why. I mean, it, it depends on it, it. Well, we're watching two animes at once that have sort of fused yeah. themselves together. So you know, we're, yeah. we're watching a, a serious ADD. mystery, and we're watching a you know fantasy action anime. Yeah, and so I mean, you you I guess as a viewer, you can choose which one you prefer. And in this case, you know, my preference is also the. Uh, the mystery elements like the, that's what I'm more interested in watching in an anime than you know and and I guess that's not to say too that I wouldn't enjoy a fantasy anime because I do there have been plenty that I've enjoyed but I I I do like you know again I I'm I'm coming back to Monster which I know that I've read and watched and neither of you have but but like that I think is a really exceptional <clears throat> excuse me a really exceptional uh, series and. It, it it succeeds in a lot of ways in its 
mystery oriented storytelling that be the beginning does not yeah the story was was not there i mean it had really good parts to it it just it did not live up to what i wanted it to be you know it turns out yeah. it's it's perfect that i honestly like it just one of those happy happy little accents like like uh bob bob ross would say um <laughs> Uh, where that we're talking about be the beginning and we're talking about ready player one in the same day because i think really both are are very strong examples of of almost too much going on a lot of different elements and again you know like i said before it's it's where you've got content where the finished product is less than the sum of its parts like there are really good elements in each but they don't really come together to form a cohesive whole you know, like where where is your vision? Like, are you trying to tell a mystery story, or are you trying to tell a fantasy action story? You know, are you trying to tell a personal story about the real lives of humans, or are you trying to tell the story of the digital lives and the digital experiences of characters in the Oasis? You know, and and neither really, I think, shines through in either case. Yeah, I would I would say like the uh... bam. I think I think the lack of being able to tell the full story that you've attempted to set up is more apparent in be the beginning. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. if we're talking the about real, the I see to me in in Ready Player One, I didn't even think they were trying to tell a perspective of the real world story too much, except for the Artemis backstory. But um, well, I think one of the central themes of Ready Player One is is uh, you know the trying to find the balance between the real world and the digital world. And that's, yeah, that's fair. And so I think that in, in not doing the real world justice, you kind of miss the opportunity to do a strong job contrasting the two because they hit on the point. They're like, well, people are living their lives in this digital world and they're not interacting with the real world that exists and and i think that they they missed an opportunity there because they could say like we have all these real world problems like you know this future you know is this like a like post our worst nightmares of global warming future you know is this a post nation making breakdown future like what what type of future is this you know it didn't seem dystopian because it was like oh sure these people live in these weird slums but they can all afford like mega bandwidth internet and they can all like spend all of their time and their lives and so on you know they, they didn't really like crunch down into like the the the, the assessment centers or whatever, what were those called guys the, oh, the loyalty, loyalty centers. centers. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the hell that was. So that's that's like imagine people who who have not have debts to pay. Like like they got they got in deep and now they have to pay their debts off in this digital world. Like that's actually kind of interesting and it wasn't really talked about a whole lot. Like yeah. cuz they don't really ever talk a whole lot about the real world suffering of a lot of these people. You know, right. it, it's a focus well, on that the was, spectacle. Yeah, and that was interesting because like you did see the loyalty center and then through the context of the show you got an idea for what they were. But like you said, I would have actually been I was actually really interested in how this legally was able to happen. Like how did this how is this okay? Yeah, yeah, cuz like like it, I mean that would have been an inter- an interesting thing to go to at least have them talk about or be like, "Oh yeah, you remember 5 years ago where I mean IOI it, it, whatever." It would be yeah. so interesting to have them talk about a post-governmental future, which is what they were indicating. 
it's like this is it, it's a it's a future it's a future like a, a little bit like Blade Runner where it's the mega corporations that dictate the flow of the world and not Amazon you know, now policies, owns example, you. You yeah. bought yeah. too many things on Amazon. Alexa, stop buying stuff. <laughs> no, I cannot. No. Now they're in debt because of Alexa. I'm still tempted to get an Alexa, but <laughs> mo- like I was, I was kind of off it, and then I went to Joel's place, and he was just telling it to play music while he was in the kitchen. I was like, man, that'd be nice. <laughs> it is pretty nice. Boy, I, boy wouldn't okay. that be handy? I've spent, oh no, I've spent too much recently. I need to stop. But it is getting to be that way, though. Amazon will, will, will take over soon. Along with uh, yeah. Walmart. Did you know that the Did you know that the the CEO or founder or whatever of Amazon is like the richest guy on earth? Yeah, Jeff, yes. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that? Are were you the one that told me that? I, think I, I, did, I yeah. just as, I just assumed he was like up in the top fifteen or so, but I didn't know he was the actual number one no, currently. He's number one. Yeah. I I think he he may he may not be the top top. I'll I'll check real quick. I'll see what I'll see but, what does Amazon say. But uh, but the th- either way, that guy has way more money than. Than yeah. Anyone on the face of the earth will ever need. Oh well. Well, is it a trillion or is it a half a trillion, Joel? It says Amazon <laughs> fa- founder Jeff Bezos. This is a big change. Yeah. <laughs> he says surpassed Bill Gates in July 2017 to become not only the world's richest man but the richest person in the world with an estimated net worth of 112 billion, according to Forbes 2018 Jesus. billionaires list. How many years do you think it's going to take before the richest person in the world is is uh, measured in trillions? Oh, I don't know. Because like, have you ever have you ever looked at like uh, stuff where it talks about like Rockefeller, like how much like how much money he actually had back in the day? He didn't have it was billions. A lot. But then if you look at like how much millions was worth back then, it's it. I think it even beats out the hundred and twelve. I think he was in like the two hundred billion range. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah. Like for equivalent today money. Yeah, he was. So I wonder. I wonder you know, how long it'll be before the trillions start well, to. Well, you know, kick I, in. I still don't think like if you look at adjusted wealth, anybody is ever going to top um, uh, Rockefeller. No, I think I think I think Rockefeller is is uh, like the the wealthiest person to have ever existed, given like the amount of money that he had for his time frame. Yeah. I think I think that that's that's probably what it would be i mean the the 10 the top says the top 10 richest people in the world currently are jeff bezos and then bill gates uh warren buffett uh yeah. bernard alnault who is uh responsible for fashion brands including uh, bulgari louis vuitton uh, dom perignon and sephora he's, so how he's, much money can those actually pull in he's french i mean yes he's extremely wealthy he says 68 year old began his career as a civil engineer and gained control of oh his family parent country, con- company group Arnault and then in the 1980s he brought the the fashion brand Christian Dior and then helped him move into that that set of the brand so he's worth 84 billion this man Dior Jesus I mean and then we've got at number 5 Mark Zuckerberg who's has a net worth of 72 billion um, then below him is at 6 is Amancio Ortega who is a Spanish self-made billionaire best known for founding Inditex Fashion Group, which includes the Zara clothing stores. So, there you go. I thought some um, some Saudi um, sheik was up on that list for a while for oil. I mean, maybe. I don't know. 
I know. I thought he had. I I thought like maybe five or so years ago. I thought there there was one who had topped Bill Gates. So Carlos Carlos Slim is is number seven, and he's worth seventy billion. So he's the richest person in Mexico. Uh, he uh, owns America Mobile, which is the largest mobile phone company in Latin America, as well as Grupo Carso Conglomerate, which includes a host of retailers and restaurants. It says in this uh, Time article I'm reading. And then okay. at eight we have Charles and David Cook, or Coke. I think I think they pronounce it Coke. The Coke brothers. Oh, the Coke. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So they do. Coke Industries. Yeah. So they're they're the second largest private company in the United States. So they they uh, produce Dixie Cup, Quilted Northern, Stainmaster Carpet Cleaner. So see, it's stuff like that that makes me wonder how a high end uh, fashion brand can also be ranked that high because it's like. Yeah, you're going to make a lot of money off of a high-end fashion brand, but the real massive amounts of money comes from, like, McDon- like oh, I own McDonald's or well, something so like that, I, you know? I think it's, you know, like, when you look at the list of the way that corporations, the way that they own companies, I think yeah. it's the same way for fashion brands. So, like, you'll have a yep. fashion conglomerate parent company that contains, oh, like, 10 yeah. different fashion brands. So, like, you know, it's, it's the collective finances of like a dozen different brands as opposed to being just like wow you know like christian dior is extremely popular and it earns such and such amount of money well if you own that but you also own you know six eight ten different other major producers especially if you're a clothing line like zara which i think does a lot of like like fashionable content that is a slightly lower price i'm, I'm not you know that's don't don't take my word on that exactly. No, but. that that is exactly what it is. Zara is sort of uh, it's it's high end for the uh, the low low price. Yeah, that's what it is. I've shopped so. there. And then let okay, let's that see. makes sense. And then so uh, topping out the the top ten, we've got Larry Ellison at nine, who's the the founder and chairman, and the uh, former CEO of Oracle, so the software company Oracle. Okay, based yeah. in San Francisco. So, uh, and then the number 10 is uh, Michael Bloomberg, believe it or not. That's not okay. That's so that's, huh. a, that's definitely interesting to know. I mean, he's you know, and Blo- Bloomberg, uh, in case you didn't know, he was the mayor of New York. Yep, that's that's I wonder what he has it in. Uh, it, oh, he, he, it says, uh, it's in, gotta be. in 1981, he launched Bloomberg LP, an information technology and media company that is now oh, that's going to is. be worth yeah. 45 okay. billion with more than 100 offices worldwide. And he was a partner at the Salomon Brothers, which is a investment bank. So, I mean, he's been rich for ages. That would do it. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> so, well, how's that for a digression? Right, guys? I mean,. <laughs> Actually, when we were talking about doing the uh, the news thing, I had wanted to, like, a few weeks ago when they were talking about Zuckerberg uh, having to testify for uh, whatever those, oh, the uh, what was it? There was, like, information leaks or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. Cambridge Analytica um, scraping yeah. data. Yeah. Uh, I had wanted to bring that up, and then I just never looked into any anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So but, you know, we we can join the many podcasts that speak from complete ignorance about topics. Pretty much, we are yeah. I didn't look at anything. At, I, I I will like. I don't. Oh, man, I'm, I feel like Zuckerberg has just like wrecked humanity <laughs> in a, in a way. Like I don't think I don't 
I don't think uh, his impact has been overall positive. Well, so we have two options. Well, maybe, I'm sure, more than two options. This is the way the world goes. The world either becomes a uh, social media oasis future, (laughs) or it it becomes a a dystopian sort of, like, Blade Runner, like, grungy universe. Yeah. Or it could be neither of those things. Or it could be, yeah. Or, or we could just have really dope robots that do stuff for us and are our friends. I mean... And it all works out. Maybe genetic engineering will get to the point that, surprise, surprise, we live in a Pokemon world. Oh, boy. Oh, dude. Don't even, nope. don't even joke about that. Nope. I, would, I would give anything. <laughs> Actually, I think it'd be extremely sad. <laughs> No Sandals like the actual. I'm like a the 57 year old man in my first Pokemon depressing. journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like let's let's just ignore that that world is filled with the world's worst parents. Oh yeah, yeah. You, and you know, you're going to be like old man Sandal would like to fight. You know, like <laughs> yeah, fight some 12 year old. I'm going to be oh. the greatest ever. Ah, uh, this guy. <laughs> Maybe like physically assaulting children to get their Pokemon. <laughs> I'm gonna be Team Rocket, I think. Be like, give me your money, kid. World. Yeah, my my oh. pet beat up your pet. <laughs> oh, yeah, like w- yeah. what is this gambling infrastructure in Pokemon? It's like if you win, you get this X Dude, amount that, of money. Yeah, the the lack of parenting, the uh, the overuse of the gambling structure. And the underlying tones of slavery throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Pokemon's a lot darker than, than people make it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a hell of a lot of fun. No, it... Oh, man. I'm waiting for it. Pokemon MMO coming soon. My my YouTube is... Uh, it knows me because it knows that I am just dying for any news about this Pokemon Switch game. Like, anytime something comes on there about it, it notifies me. Yeah. And it gets my hopes up every single time because it's never legit. The MMO. It's never like a legit trailer. It's coming. Yeah, I think it'll be a little while yet. You never know. Let's let's wait for E3 and see. It's spo- no, see it's where supposed to come us. out this, uh, this year. E3? What? No, I don't think so. That's what they said at the E3 last year. It was uh, it was slated for late this year, I think. Yeah, one of their uh, oh, it was supposed to one of their live feeds or the the Nintendo Directs as they call them now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have announced. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not official, but someone has grabbed a, a leaked uh, saying that Pokemon is 2018 for the Switch. So we don't know what it is, but it is supposedly Told you. supposedly no. something. All oh right, my god! Okay. The last Nintendo Direct, or well, I don't know if it was the last one. Yeah. The one where they were talking about the Indies. Oh, what was it called? There was like cardboard pieces and shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the whatever uh, that was. Yeah, the Labo. I have never felt like an old person so much as when I watched that because I finished watching that. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what I just saw or what they were doing. I assumed that the cardboard thing was like, well, we're not actually... I was like, they're, of course, not actually sending cardboard pieces to people. That's stupid. Oh, but they are. <laughs> and I was just like, this... I I felt very out of the loop and like, am I too old now to get to get this? Like, what is go- what's happening here? It just seems so weird. <laughs> yeah, so- I still don't fully understand what it is. 
Says, uh, so according to a report from Eurogamo, the Pokemon game coming to the Switch is Pokemon Stars, a spinoff of Pokemon Sun and Moon, similar to what Pokemon Yellow did for Red and Blue. So appar- apparently Pokemon would be tradable between them. And so oh. Pokemon Stars would feature the same storyline locations in Pokemon Sun and Moon, but the higher resolution texture and assets. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I've been wanting. It was 1080p. like uh, an actual co- 1080p Pokemon. Yeah. I, I could believe it. So, I guess I guess it's not as far fetched as I was thinking. I, let's have you ever, let's have, wait for E3. Let's let's yeah, let's see what we yes. see. Then. We should do we should do a podcast for E3. Sure. Uh, do we go? If it had been, I'm so glad we didn't do this for the last one. Can we go? It been just disappointment after disappointment. Oh no! I I actually thought that the uh, the most recent E3 was pretty pretty good. I, mean, I we think got so. The, the Smash Brothers announcement. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, see, like honestly, with the Nintendo stuff, I'm not that invested. I mean, except for Pokemon. I, I don't. That's, I don't personally it. care a lot about Splatoon, but I thought the Splatoon content was fun. I'm, I know that people who are interested in that are are excited. I mean, we got the confirmation that Project Octopath Traveler is going to be called Octopath Traveler. You know, like <laughs> which I think looks great. I mean, I'll buy. What is that one? That's that's the Square Enix game that's uh, got the like traditional. It's like got the traditional pixel art, but translated into 3D. It's really Mm -hmm. cool looking. I I would check it out if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. And then it's it's the whole idea is that it's eight different people, eight different playable main characters, and they each have their own storylines that that you get into, and they have a unique keyword. So like, there's a dancer, and her keyword is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember, but like, or like there's a merchant who can, can purchase things from people or there's a guy who can like get details from people. You know, it's, it's, it seems pretty cool. Well, those do sound like uh, characteristics that only, that would be, you know, you can only have one. Only one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like you have, you have out. one skill per person. That's yeah. What, yeah. Okay. Maybe it doesn't sound like my kind of game, but I'll I'll check it out. Well, I mean, you. Do, I never do, know. Do you, I'm always up for something a little bit different. I mean, do you like turn-based RPGs? Um, outside of Pokemon, not that much, honestly. Okay, well then, I mean, maybe like, it's not for you. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I, <laughs> it's not for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I don't know what like Pokemon just holds this like weird special place for me. And then, like, all other things that have similar gameplay to it just don't work. It's almost like we're shopping in... For uh, me. I don't know. Some yeah, Sa- Sandals, Sandals uh, FPS, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that more. That or, like, really good... Not turn-based RPG. I like... Like JRPG? Like with, no, with I like, active I like a, more of, like, an open-world RPG, I think, is my, mm. my favorite. Oh, oh, like uh, Fallout or Witcher sort of thing. Fallout, Witcher, Skyrim, yeah. Especially, like, if it has mods, like, community-driven, uh, strong community-driven mod yeah, like uh, base. Mm-hmm. There's so much fun to be had there. All right, yeah. But. Well, anyway. If we have to, <laughs> we've gotten very far from be the beginning. What would you guys, what would, would, would you guys recommend it or no? Uh, I would say since it is available all of it on Netflix if you have a Netflix account then yeah sure i mean if you like fantasy elements and you like mystery elements then you know check it out 
you know, I, it's so hard to say because, you know, we're doing spoiler reviews of the content. So, you know, if you've listened to us talk about it, then <laughs> I mean, I, I would hope that you had already watched it, you know, because, because the, the way that we talked about it is, it's almost like, you know, uh, maybe you should skip this. That's, that's almost like the vibe that I'm feeling like that, that we had from. The well, I'm going to say it, it, this is passable. Don't even, don't even try. Oh, so that's a wow. Yeah, that's I'm a sorry. Pretty, pretty strong opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, if you're like me and you burn through Netflix shows really fast, <laughs> go ahead and go for it. Yeah. It's not going to be the best thing you've ever seen, but it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that. That's where I'm at. Like, there's a lot of really good anime to watch, and this is not yeah. one of them. So, if if you are just looking <laughs> for something to, to and here scratch I'm the a bad, particular itch, and here I'm the bad yeah. one. <laughs> Joel Joel sets him up for that like proper just destruction. <laughs> like, well, you know, honestly, if I had to critique it in a in a polite way, it was uh, absolute shit. <laughs> no, I I don't think it was was uh was just trash, you know. But but I I, yeah. I don't think yeah. I think that it tried to do a lot, and that there are definitely some worthwhile elements. But that it again, you know, I, I've said it three, four times now. It's just another example of something that's less than the sum of its parts. Like if you really like those elements, then go ahead, give it a watch. You might like it. But you yeah. know, if if you don't, if you don't expressly want to see those things, then you know, there there are better, they're just better animes to watch. You know, watch Monster instead. There's my recommendation. Watch Monster instead. There you have okay. it. Okay. Ready Player One, um, good movie. Well, solid, solid movie. With what? Ready Player One. Yep, yeah, Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, and then uh, yes, be the beginning. Um, I, I I would also give this probably like a six point five or seven out of ten. Yeah, I I maybe give it a, a four and a half five. Woo, that's pretty. For strange. what? Be the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> I'm. You were the one who disliked it the most. Do you get the... F- we Okay, we're not letting Holland use the 4 out of 5 star rating anymore. Or any sort of out oh, of no. 5. We need to oh, get- no. I gave it out of 10. Oh, 4 out of 10. Uh, yes. Okay, that lines up more with what you've been saying yeah. the whole time yeah. better. Yeah. You're like, I really hated it. I give it a 4 out of 5 stars. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> um, man. Out of ten, I would give it a six. Okay. Yeah, I, I I'd say yeah, that's probably about fair. You know, I think it's funny because if you think about the the ratings that I personally gave, like giving if I gave Ready Player One a seven, then I think I would probably give Be the Beginning maybe a six point five. Then, like I had said, maybe six point five. Yeah. Because it's not bad. Like there really? there are so many good elements, but. It just I had a lot more fun with Ready Player One than I did with Be the Beginning. I I I think I enjoyed Be the Beginning. I know I enjoyed Be the Beginning more than Holland. I think I probably enjoyed it a little bit more than a little bit more than you did. But that's because I I I I I appreciated the the type of fantasy element they incorporated into it. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea for a fantasy element mm-hmm. with the like ancient history being reborn kind of thing. Eh. And I, I and I, you know, I can get absorbed into that eh. fairly easy. It didn't it didn't draw me in. Yeah. It it did me. 
Yeah, I, it's like it's like I watched it's like Smallville. I watched all ten seasons of Smallville and wasted like a month of my life. Well, it's the worst I mean, show. You, it's you, the worst show made, ever. But I was like engrossed in. You into made it. a you know, bad decision on your end. I made a horrible. <laughs> I, I I kept making a bad decision. No, that, that for a whole summer. It's not, that's it's what not that continuing was. to make bad decisions. It's making one significant bad decision and then being <laughs> exceptionally stubborn and really committing to it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. We'll go with that. That I like that one. That one, it's it's stubbornness can be a it's like a trait. It's like a conservative person who voted for Donald Trump and then got hassled <laughs> for it by their friends and doubled down and got a MAGA tattoo. Like like that's that's what that <laughs> that's was. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and then in three weeks got deported. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That no, no. It's that would be. A an, an illegal immigrant who is a strong Trump supporter is is uh, it's like trying to find a well developed side character and be the beginning. Wow, <laughs> wow! Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to say something on that when you first brought it up. The um, there was that one random moment near the end that was like a Naruto friends are everything moment <laughs> where he's like, you know what, but. He's like, this time, Keith, you have a team. And I was like, none of you have even somewhat showed any capability besides the coding chick. Yeah. <laughs> All of you are useless. I'm, <laughs> She's the only one that is even somewhat reliable. Yeah. I'm the loyal why old timer. Like, okay, great. Yeah. You know, that's like that's, nice. Why are we even having this? Like, why? Right. Why did you do this to me? Yeah, it's not. Why did you throw this in? You could have just not. I can't even look <laughs> you in the it eye. Could, you could have just switched the wording to, you know what, Keith? We've all got your back. And I would have been like, that's fine. But this guy trying to pretend like he's been building a team for this next inevitable move this whole time <laughs> to change to change the dynamic of it that he doesn't have to go it alone. I, was like, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 think, I think it was a little cheesy, sure. But I don't think it yeah. was. I don't think there's some deeper element. You know, like they're a team. They're a it, specialist it team. You know, like I mean, the broader like task force. So there. I'm not saying it was. I'm not necessarily saying it was like a deeper element. I'm. I'm saying it was a. It was a direction. It, it was like a. I don't know. It was. It was like taking a. It was like taking a 180 degree turn. It from the from the flow of the like the show to that point. It seemed like I, to to all of a sudden bring in this concept of of friends and. And banding together to accomplish your goal, I don't all know. of a sudden, was like yeah. I mean, that's no, a little. I, I, odd. Even though it's cheesy, I don't think that it's out of line because they, they're like trying. They try to establish all these disparate characters as being like, it, like they, they are a team. They they like each other. They're they're each unique. They look different. You know, they're not generic characters. And so, yeah. like them at, at towards the end coming together as a team, I thought was fine. I I mean. You know, I think I think their general. It's funny too because our, our general consensus is a little bit more critical of of be the beginning than the general consensus for like like my anime list, for example. It has a seven point six eight out of the mm -hmm. the twenty two thousand eight twelve reviews that it has. <laughs> like 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 Holland is 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 very on the very negative scale. I'm on the like yeah. I'm on the more loosely negative scale because no. I just. Like I wish it were better, but I but I, I really like the con I like the content, the type of stories that like 
you know, I like the serial killer mystery stories. I like the teen yeah. stories. I like the supernatural elements and the flashy fights. You know, I like all that content. So for me, I think that as a whole elevates it. But still, the story was just trying to do too much in too short of a time. Yeah. And I think, too, like the first me. time I watched it, I wasn't trying to critique it. I was just trying to watch a, you know, the next Netflix original anime series is like, cool. These are usually, you know, worth watching. Yeah. And then the second time I went through it, it was like, I'm here to critique this. Yeah. And that's when it was like, ah, these things are becoming much more clear now and this isn't lining up. Yeah. Well, I then I guess I would say maybe I'm going to rever- revise both of my scores. I'm going to revise Ready Player <laughs> One up to a 7.5 for me. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and keep my original 7.0 score for Be the Beginning. Because I just don't think it was bad enough to send it into the rotten score. I think that it just had a lot going on and none of it really fully meshed and that there are better animes that will meet those same interests for other viewers than this one will. No. Okay. It The first half was good and then once you get the second half it was just it was like watching something. It got confusing. It, it, yeah. It didn't it didn't fulfill its its prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go that route, it didn't give me what I was what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it had the elements that I really liked, and then all of a sudden, it was like, wait, whoa, where did we go? <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a four. I'm sorry. All right. Well, you can fight guys, me. That has us at. Yeah, good, very good, very well done fight scenes. Well, yeah. yeah so um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. If you guys. Uh, enjoyed um we are we're here you can listen to us sometimes <laughs> by either bi-weekly or weekly yeah. however however uh that works out so buy all you, our merch that, get a tattoo that says sandal <laughs> spelled spelled incorrectly yeah they're, they're not gonna get it right or just get a tattoo of a sandal that actually would probably be better there you go you could, you could, you know, say that you could pretend like it's not for this reason. Uh, well, that if you that has us at nearly two and a half hours. Yeah, oh my you, god! If I, you wanna, did you guys notice that? We're gonna have wanna. to edit this down. <laughs> oh my goodness! What do you mean we? Or yeah, uh, uh, Holland. Holland. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> so, um, if you have any uh, questions, you can email us. Uh, I don't know if we have an email address. Uh, we I'm gonna we see do that actually. Husky yeah, so, taken. so we do. Yeah. We have we have holdmyremote at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah. Though you know once. Oh, Joel was being serious. We actually have an email. Yeah, yeah. no, we do. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if uh, if Let something us. needed to be emailed to us, then then that would be the place to do it until we yeah. have the website up and running. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is like the very rough, very beginning of a podcast series. You know, we don't have uh, sites really fully established we don't have any brand imagery i mean that's all that's all to come but uh there's there's only one way to move from here and it's up (laughs) (laughs) that's true i i like the positivity there well i think i think that's pretty much covered it yeah yeah let's uh thanks for listening all right yeah whoever's listening have (laughs) have a good day evening or afternoon See you in the next one. Bye.